Welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 46. I am Dave Z. I am here with Christian and Brandon. What's up, guys? <laughs> is that an it reference? It is. I, yeah. I, I no, I, that wasn't up. <laughs> that wasn't. Yeah. No, that one. Christine, you don't know if you know. We have a special guest, but I don't know if Christine knows you have a stutter. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do a stuttering Bill, but I ended up being stuttering Dave. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> here I am. Hopefully. Hopefully that doesn't continue on for the rest of the show. But yes, we will be talking about it a little bit later, and maybe I'll stutter a little more there. But this <laughs> is a special show. Yes. Um, we're doing right. We're doing a lot of Patreon stuff today, and we are very excited because finally somebody had the balls to say, "Hey, I want to come on and crack wise. I don't want to tell them what to watch. I want to come on and and crack wise with these freaking knuckleheads." And um. <laughs> She is here. Her name, and I better have this right, her name is Christine Strau. Am I correct? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Welcome, Christine. Uh, I had How bets on Strau, but you were right. <laughs> Most folks do. Most folks. I'm doing good. I'm very excited to be here. I, I really enjoy you guys a lot. Perfect. Thanks. I enjoy myself, too. <laughs> you enjoy sometimes, myself. Sometimes on camera. Yeah. <laughs> just not tonight please not with a woman yeah. in the room <laughs> nah, i gotta say i agree with you dave it's it's finally awesome to have somebody come on and uh shoot the shit with us getting yeah. tired of watching bad movie choices <laughs> no, More this, on is, that later. this is awesome so on episode 44 you played the voicemail and it was awesome because you mentioned christine that you worked in a movie theater from the years of like 81 to 85 Yes, yeah, 80 to 85. 80 to 85, even better. Okay. Nice. There's a lot to talk about right there. <laughs> For sure. Well, exactly. Yeah. Great movies. Great movies were coming out at that time. Well, so you were the, you were working the theater in the heyday of the slasher craze. So when they were coming out once a week, a slasher movie a week. And did you yeah. did you happen to see all of them? <laughs> You know, I was I, I I pulled up a list of like movies from the movies from the eighties slasher movies from the eighties started going through them, and there were ones until I saw the names I did not remember them, and as soon as I saw the names, uh, I remembered them right away. Uh, there was you know, so I did see them because we could get in free, so we went to everything, <laughs> and uh, there was some there were some really fun ones and there were some really bad ones, but you know I also worked. You know, I also was growing up at a time of, you know, drive-in movies were still everywhere. And all the 70 exploitation, you know, House on the Left, what is it, Last House on the Left? I mean, they were the Saturday night, you know, four movies for the price of one. Oh, nice. And go to the drive-in, drink some beers, and watch some, you know, really brutal movies. <laughs> Brandon was <laughs> conceived in a drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you might have been working there when I was conceived. <laughs> it was around 1979, 1980. <laughs> so now wait, where are you from? I should have asked you earlier, but uh, where where do you reside? Wisconsin. Until last year, I lived in Peoria, Illinois, right central Illinois. Okay. And then last year, my husband was transferred, and we moved up to Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. And so oh, 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 Wisconsin again. You had me at Beaver. I said Wisconsin. 
I said Wisconsin. I did a good Facebook stalking ahead of the show just to, uh, what to else try to right? gather. He usually facts. does. Yeah. Right. 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 Wow. He's creeped well, every sure. picture <laughs> that you have online. Yeah. Not real sure if I'm like the demographic of most of your listeners, but I really enjoy you guys. <laughs> 20 and gay? Yeah, it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, female and older than dirt, so. <laughs> oh, it's great. No, it's uh, it's awesome because I, like, again, like you said, that whole drive-in experience. I mean, we went to the drive-in as kids, but I never worked at a drive-in. I never worked at a movie theater. All the things that I wanted to do, and I just never did. <laughs> Like, still can right i i i, I could it's not yeah, as fun i did it for a little bit in the early 2000s and i bet it wasn't even close to the experience that you had in the uh in the 80s no it was it was just a you know, it was a completely different world you know you could drink underage it wasn't that big of a deal you know so we you know theaters would be done by midnight we could roll a keg in there and play whatever <laughs> movie we wanted you know we'd all because our our place had I want to say seven different locations in our city. So oh, it would, wow. whoever was playing the movie you wanted to see, and we'd all show up. Somebody would bring beer, and we'd sit there and drink beer. Yeah, you could never do that now at 16, 17, 18, 19 with your 30-year-old manager. So, no. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So what were some of the films you remember uh, watching? Halloween was already out. So the first one, I wasn't working during it. I didn't see that in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Halloween's after that. And the Friday the 13th, that actually played in my theater. And that was one that really shocked people because the, the, the Halloween was still, even though now it's considered kind of a slasher, it was more of a psychological stalking, terrorizing, whereas Friday the 13th was just blatant. Let's see how many different ways we can kill people. And it was it was very shocking to the older people. Now, we all, the kids, loved it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it really started, I mean, it, to me, it's what blew up the genre. And that's the one that I think will always stick in my mind more than anything, because that was the first one like that. And it was just, you would watch it over and over again and just be amazed that they're actually going to do that in a movie. You know? oh, that's all. I have a, I have a, yeah, I was going to say, I have a stupid smile on my face because yeah. I'm actually happy to hear that, that the praise is for Friday versus, I mean, I love Halloween, don't get me wrong, but it's like if I have to listen to somebody talk about Halloween one more time, well, right. we're going to talk about it in a few episodes, but. And, well, he, and, and he always like, has that stupid smile on his face. <laughs> Yeah, I showed my kids Halloween, and they couldn't believe that we were, you know, terrified by that movie. They're like, it's "Really?" Funny. And it's like, <laughs> so then it became a dare. Well, okay, you don't think that's scary? I'm going to scare you, even if I have to sleep with you for the next week. So, yeah. <laughs> Another line Brandon uses with women. <laughs> it's like you've nailed everything in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's called Crack and Wise, Brandon. <laughs> right. <laughs> crack and Wise. Yes. Yeah. We're so happy. Seriously. Because everyone's awesome. taking a movie. And we said, hey, I want to come on. And no? vindicated again. I mean, I think I don't think you're going to get any arguments from the three of us. But we were saying how Friday the 13th was a turning point. You could attribute it to yeah. Halloween. But Friday the 13th, I think, is that turning point. Sorry, Brandon. You wanted to say something? For once, he doesn't. Oh, I, think yeah. he, I think he lost us. Yeah, we can't hear you, Brandon. Okay. On, this guy's playing around with his mic. This, that, yeah. the other thing. One channel. Fucking a. This never happens, Christine. See? In fact, <laughs> our plan worked. 
Christine is now the new host. <laughs> Brandon's gone. Here we go. Bring it on in. Exactly. We're going to be here for the whole, sh- whole show. Forget about the segment. Oh, this is <laughs> I insulted Brandon off the show. <laughs> I listen oh. to you guys, at, and there are times where I laugh out loud and then have to try to explain to coworkers what I'm laughing at. Oh, oh shit. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just share the podcast. That's all. <laughs> Please. Even if they don't like horror, yeah. It's hard to do because, I mean, I explain, like, the people are like, oh, you have a podcast? And I explain it, and they look at me dumbfounded. Like, they can't believe it. That I'm like, yeah, I yeah, know, there are people that are into horror films. Like, call, call us crazy. Anyway, right. let's just make sure we can get Brandon back here. It looks like he's gone for good for some reason. <laughs> well, my husband, who's sitting in the basement trying to explain podcasts to him because he was convinced that you are some guy I met on the internet that I just wanted to talk to on the phone. It's like, no, really, they have a show. <laughs> and he's back. Can we hear you? Yeah, I'm back. It yeah. turns out the back of my mic wasn't fully plugged in. <laughs> uh, I it's, always, it's always something complicated like that. And is you know, he the one that edits for you? Uh, I edit. I edit. And... Oh, you edit. Okay. okay. If I edited the short, the uh, show would be about thirty-five minutes long. <laughs> it sound like we're all on coke. Your guest appearance on here wouldn't even be heard because I condense about forty minutes into about forty seconds. <laughs> In all seriousness, we do have to apologize to the listeners. Brandon's back. <laughs> Did you guys continue the show without me? Oh, a good you minute. Never stop. Never stop. Never. Never. <laughs> what happened to leave no man behind? <laughs> Wait I don't a remember second. that. You're the a man? <laughs> <laughs> we were just rolling with the punches. Now man. I'm cracking jokes say, on well. myself. <laughs> it's perfect. Hey. What were we talking about? We were talking about her husband. You want to bring him on so we can see us? We can. We, he, he can crack wise too for a minute if he wants. You know, I I would, but there's a Packer game going on, and this <gasps> is a guy who yeah. takes his football way too seriously. Understood. <laughs> Which is why he moved me to Wisconsin. So. <laughs> and he wouldn't be jealous if he saw Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Tis my night. Tis my night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let you start yeah. off strong. You're gonna fade fast, and then the second half, it's not even gonna be a competition. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah, uh, that remains to be seen. So wait, you're from Chicago. So are you a Bears fan? No, I actually. No, we we're actually Central Illinois, so about three hours south of Chicago. So I grew up a Viking fan. That's what my uncle, or that's my aunt, was a big uh, Viking fan. So I grew up a Viking fan, married a Packer fan, and it gets interesting sometimes. Oh, I bet! <laughs> wow, shit. Central Illinois. Yep. That's right about Haddonfield area. Uh, Peoria. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always relates Either back that, to her. The only thing people know in Illinois is that or the John Hughes town. And I can't think of what that is now from all his movies. I can't think of what they what they are, but that's what people ask if there's a real town. It's like, I don't know. Well, I know <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wasn't watching his because I was watching the horror film. So <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Well, it's like what we get in Canada, like uh, uh, we know everybody. Oh, I know someone from Canada. Yeah, okay, sure. It's not a town. Yeah. <laughs> Shermer. Shermer. Oh, that's Shermer. Yeah. Yeah. Good. See, Brandon. See, coming in strong. The Sausage King. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Abe. Fro- Just call me Abe Froman. There you go. 
<laughs> no, I looked it up. I couldn't remember it either. Well, no shit you looked it up, but still. I mean, you still did that. You still typed. Yeah. You did something, right? It's good for something on the show. He's good for everything. I love him. I do. Yeah. I love him. Brandon, you're okay in my book, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Just yeah. his book. <laughs> I don't have books in Canada. Oh, yeah. oh shit. So now, did you ever go to the movies? And, and uh, since you saw Friday the 13th numerous times and these other slashers, did you ever go and just kind of, because this is what I would have done. Did you go to the, the movie and, and, and look to see, like, you know, the, the, the audience uh, reaction to, like, certain things that you knew were coming? Did you have that opportunity? We Yes, um, we did. One of the things was is we would go in and sit in the theaters, like, during our break, which meant you same, saw the same part of the movie over oh. and over again and then when, like and then when i became an assistant manager and would close the place you literally were sitting in there waiting for the movie to end so you could get everybody out of there and go home so you would see the same one so you know friday the 13th the, the first one you know you you sit back there and well first of all it took you the first 10 times not to jump when he yeah. comes out of the water every time beautiful because like a fool you know when it's going to come but you still psych yourself out to what actual second it's going to be but it is it's fun watching people watching the reactions like christian we it. know he's going to come in a second <laughs> especially when it's kevin yeah especially if i'm watching if i keep walking in on the kevin bacon boner part it's <laughs> a no brainer all of that yeah <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> like my husband does not watch horror films, but oh. he, he he saw a commercial of this the second Conjuring movie was convinced that was Marilyn Manson. So I said, "Oh yeah, it probably is." So he would go see it because he thought it was Manson. It was great watching him because he doesn't see horror films, and about halfway through, he remembered why he doesn't like horror films because they scare the shit out of him. That's awesome! <laughs> so, ah, wow. <laughs> And the Conjuring, it was a Conjuring 2 you're saying, eh? Yeah, that, uh, well, I had a lot of... The nun. Yeah. The, yeah I yeah. think that was it, the one with the nun, right? Yeah, that's Marilyn yeah. Manson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was it. It wasn't him, but it sure it well, looked... Well, who did the makeup, but obviously he knew what Manson looked like, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So every so often you get to... You, maybe you could talk him into watching a horror movie, and then he'll, he'll jump, and he'll, like, fall into your arms, and you'll, like, cradle him or something. Like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Keep, keep it PG, Dave. Take it yeah. easy over there. Yeah. <laughs> How much more do you want to know about their personal life, Dave? And then what else happens? <laughs> you know, he's a Packer fan. It can only be so much. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's, this is what I thought to do. We talked about the old movies. Now, are you pretty up to date, Christine, on like on like modern horror, or do you not? Part- I imagine if you listen to to us, because I think we give a, a a shitload of recommendations. Do you keep up with this stuff at all, or are are you still like still down with you know watching mostly the old school stuff? I am. I am starting to watch a lot. I I found the uh, and I don't know what you call it, but like the slow burn horror films. I've really got into lately the. Um, the pretty thing that lives in this house. I'm the pretty thing that lives in. I have notes. Maybe I should look at. Uh, <laughs> She's more prepared than you, Christian. I, 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 notes. <laughs> I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house in a dark song. And then I just watched Darling. I wasn't real thrilled with that one, but I've, you know, um, I've really enjoyed those love found footage stuff. Oh, uh, nice. Oh. I, I, I really like the found footage stuff. The older I get, 
less interested in the slasher, but honestly, I've seen so many. It really is hard to come up with something. Oh, I haven't seen that before, you know. So I've really been looking in that. I'm a huge Vincent Price fan. I was about 10 when the biggest disappointment of my life was to find out he was an old man and I wasn't going to get to marry him. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, and I still, if, he, if, if I'm flipping channels and he is on, I will stop and watch anything he's in. I, I love his voice. Oh, uh, so he's a good actor, all, man, too. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah. Same disappointed yeah. Brandon has too every day too. <laughs> Christian doesn't love Christian doesn't love Vincent Price's voice. He loves his mouth. <laughs> you don't have yeah, to laugh so, at that, Christine. You don't feel obligated. Yeah. <laughs> now that's interesting because I find that that even as as I get older, that my my tastes have changed in a similar fashion, more for the slow burn psychological. Even even Vincent Price stuff I've only gotten into in the last five or so years, whereas when I was younger, all I wanted was slashers and, you know, just the most brutal, violent stuff, whereas now I'm not a gore person really at all. Extreme gore, anyway, unless it has a great story behind it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the um, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, that, that kept me in because of the story. That, and yes. I love dialogue between people um that and you know i could watch bill Mosley talk to the screen not saying much all day because he just cracks me up and sid <laughs> Haig. and so you know i just love the way he writes for him so yeah i mean the gore doesn't bother me it's just in a lot of movies it's like yeah saw that you know it's it just doesn't thrill me anymore but yeah I, I really i love those you know those movies uh those are ones we watch over and over again just to laugh yeah i know nice. we agree i think we i think all three of us love both of those movies i think we're all zombie yeah. fans for the most part like absolutely yeah. Yeah. no problem with zombie right yeah. Yeah. yeah i liked his halloween until the midway point when he just pretty much duplicated the original movie i like i liked all the the early stuff the kid who played Michael, you know, as a as a boy, I en I enjoyed that early stuff because it was different. It was what you knew but you hadn't seen, and then he, he just kind of duplicated a lot of that, you know. And that wasn't, you know, it, it was fine. I yeah, I've seen it a couple times, but it just yeah. I would rather watch the first half of it. Yeah, it's like a yeah. Cliff Notes version. The second half, practically right. a two hour movie, one hour prequel, one hour like quick remake. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, well, and that not and Danny Trejo is one of my favorite people in the world. So, anything he's in, I'll... <laughs> well, you must have seen a lot of films then, because he's in like ten thousand movies. <laughs> oh yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He's another one. Yeah, Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, you know, that's that was probably the first thing where I knew his name walking in, seeing it. And it was you know, it was like I was hooked. I'll yeah, I'll watch anything he's in. Dave, should we even ask if? Uh... How she feels about the uh, human guitar in From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> I, I still don't mind it as much, but when you brought it up on the 96? That was 96. Yeah, 96. Yeah. 96 yeah. show, man. Thought about it. I was like, yeah, that is pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but right. visually it looks funny. Exactly, exactly. Which is, yeah, what I think some of the some of the uh, bits were for were just because of the way they looked. Yeah, yeah. I would like that thing. I wish I, I is you know even though I poked fun at it, and I say it kind of takes you out of it for a minute. If I had the opportunity to own that guitar, 
I would totally like take that off. You, you want to fiddle a man every night? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Maybe just strum him a little bit. You know? Strum. <laughs> In Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, that behavior is illegal. <laughs> oh, yeah. But sodomy from... is not. Yeah. It's... So you can move there, Brandon. <laughs> isn't that, isn't yeah. Wisconsin where Tab was from as well? Yeah, she's uh, uh, Sun Valley or Sun Prairie. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's about, what, 40 minutes south of, of, of me here. Yeah. This was not done, you know, this was not a coincidence. We're only having guests from Wisconsin from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. That's the new rule. <laughs> Especially after my it. Alabama joke the last episode. I don't think that's hit the airs yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tomorrow morning. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow morning. Brand new show. Yes. <laughs> and, and then after, oh, okay, now I'll say this. Christine, are you a fan of the, you said Fallen Footage. you like the Paranormal Activity franchise or no? I do. I do. We've in most of those I've been able to see in the uh, theater. I think the last one, when we moved a year ago, I can't find anybody up here to watch movies with. So I, when I go home, I try to catch movies with my friends down there. There was three of us down there that were, would sit through anything remotely for. So we went to films all the time. So up here, I don't. I did, I did get my daughter to go see a couple with me, and then she realized how much she'd how she gets spooked and so because i still have one at home and then i have two in their late 20s on their own and i got one in college and so yeah she's still she's like no i i can't be scared walking across campus by myself at night so <laughs> I, I there's a couple of them i've been trying to find that you've talked about but i'm still trying to work my way through netflix before i buy another streaming service so when i run out of those movies then i'm going to look into some of the other ones shutter get on yeah. shutter that's the way to go. Shutter, yeah. Shutter is the best. And and when I was down in the States, like I mentioned, the American version has more. I like what they have in Canada. I lo- uh, they have great offerings in Canada, but there's just more in the States. I still yeah, don't get we, that. We, I, we thank you for going back to Canada, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix has actually stepped up their game recently with the horror. They seem to be picking up all those. Is it IFC horror films? Yeah. yeah, yeah they, they, they get them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've been picking all those up also, and and some of those have really been good. But yeah, I also like that they they will start recommending similar to what you've watched. So if I watch the found footage, it will recommend that for me, or the slower burn, uh, like the woman in black, you know, that kind of thing. It'll then recommend it for you. Yeah. The invitation, it recommended the invitation to uh. me, and then you guys talked about it not too long after that, and I really like that movie a lot. Did you and did you watch Hush? I haven't seen that one yet. No. Check it. Check it out. I mean, I love it. I just recently read someone posting that they thought it was like a piece of shit, pretty much. I'm like, really? No. I I don't think uh, you could take a review like that seriously. Yeah. It was. It was some that I respect their opinion on. So it was kind of weird. Well, another Canadian. No, (laughs) not Canadian actually, but yeah, another podcast. No, well, Gerald's game is coming out soon. And oh, yeah. watch, I actually, I know you guys, some of you guys don't watch trailers, but I did watch the trailer for it, and it seemed to have a lot of elements that Hush had. Really? Yeah, I'll from the trailer. It. Think of it, it's it's basically one character strapped to a bed for the whole movie, so it's a lot of dialogue done in the way that, um, I can't remember the character's name in Hush did, you know, where she's talking to an externalized version of herself. 
Oh, so you're going to get into the head of the person that's yes. in the bed, basically. Like yes. Misery. Like in the novel of Misery, you're in his head all because it's, you know, it's a novel. And that's what King does is write you know, what the character's thinking. So Exactly. Because this is based on a King as well. That's cool because you're actually going to see a Stephen King movie with narration, which outside of like well, – I mean they've done it a few times, Stand By Me and uh, like isn't Shawshank um, – there's narration in that as well, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. so they've done it a few times, and they've always been good movies. So I, I like the sound of that. I'd love That's to cool. see Survivor type. Have you guys read that short story? That's about the Wait. guy, the one that is in a shipwreck, and he ends up on a on an island by himself. There's nothing. To it eat. sounds it sounds familiar. Do you know what book yeah. it's from? Uh, I believe it's from the same one from, with Mosley's yeah. plate, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Grand allusions too. You son of a bitch, you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was from um, Monkey. Well, skeleton skeleton crew. crew. I th- it's it's either. I think it's Skeleton Crew. I'll double Probably check it. that. But Survivor, Survivor type. It, what like it? what were you saying, Monkey? Let's get the monkey. I was on the thinking cover. of the monkey uh, on the cover of the yeah, book. Okay. Remember that monkey on the cover? Yeah. Monkey cover. That's the name monkey of the book. Cover. Monkey cover. That's how my mind processes it. Yes, uh, monkey cover. Yeah, it came out in 1986. Yes. Christine, do you can is I know it's not an easy question to answer. Favorite horror film? Favorite horror film. It may be the original It. That one, that one, and not necessarily like the best horror film or, you know, the scariest, but the one that I I enjoy the most and it means a lot to me because that's one that my, especially my older two kids and I have, we would watch it over and over again. We loved it. We spent a lot of time discussing it, ripping it apart, watching it again anticipating this new one then going to see the you know going to see the new one together and you know awesome. this is what we love this is what we don't so it so it's a movie that i just will always love that movie because of of where it was in my world yeah and that's i think that's what makes it for all of us eh? it's that nostalgia factor as well and the movie right. and i'll be interested in thinking just what's your thought of the new one we yeah. loved it uh, really, really enjoyed it. There, you know, there was a couple things that you know I would have done a little differently, but I just didn't have that creative I, we, control. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't reach out to you, Christine. Why not? She yeah. was that close. Yeah. yeah, we really we enjoyed it, but we also we went in wanting to enjoy it. We went in not going to dislike it because of you know, a flaw here, a flaw there. We, you know, in, as long as those kids were kids you could care about, we were going to love that movie. And those kids were fantastic. Yes. Uh, all the actors, I really was impressed with them. Now, Tim Curry will always be it for me, but there is no way Tim Curry could be with these kids, which would have been my dream movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That that would be something. Maybe someone will make a cut. <laughs> 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 exactly and the makeup in this one is just fantastic you know i just you know the 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 it is you know pennywise is just amazing in this one i loved his look so we uh-huh. really enjoyed it well For later sure. on in the episode you'll be hearing our review so when you listen back to this you hear everything we have to say because we're definitely going to get into it excellent so, yeah i've seen the damn thing three times so i i have a hell of a lot to say three times you're crazy three three time. well hold on three time the first night was the pre- <laughs> well the first night was the premiere and it was with my wife and then 
you know, a couple of days later, I wanted to see it again just because I was thinking about it a lot. So I went, I saw it by myself, which I, I love going to the to the show by myself. I really do. It's, it's something fun to do. I did so it. I did it. Yeah, man. And then I wanted to, and then after the second time I decided that my, you know, as you may know, my daughter is into into horror now, and I'm trying to say, can she see this? Uh, there's a lot of dirty jokes, but I think they're going to go over her head mostly. Out of hell with it. And so I took her yesterday. So there you go. Three times. You know, I got to do it. Yeah, man. Shit. Yeah, there's only so. one thing I was concerned about. It was, and unfortunately, it wasn't the language. I was just like, hmm, how am I going to handle the uh, the father daughter part? in that movie yeah, that was right. the only thing yeah. i was really concerned about so you know, it shits out there but i mean at the same token i didn't feel like having to explain it to my I daughter heard you really enjoyed the boys in their underwear cliff diving oh fantastic <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna edit more of that into the 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 reassembly uh trailer thing that i did i thought that's gonna be our new logo <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs> and you'll, you'll superimpose us on the side yeah. standing next to them yeah <laughs> Watch <him> jump in <laughs> we're victor salivating over you guys uh. <laughs> He was going to be the new Pennywise. Woo! Oh, did hey, did you see did... that? Wow. <laughs> Christine, did you see that, the video that we made? Or no, the new one with the no. uh, for it? It's a reassembly of the It trailers, pretty much to 99 Red Balloons, but as sung by Goldfinger, their rendition of it. So it's got copyright infringement oh. all over it, but at least YouTube allows oh, you yeah. to play it. So that, right. and they get the, if there's any monetary gain, they get it. it and right. I love that. I love the fact that they even let you do that. Facebook won't let you even post. They'll actually let you post it, but I'm sure they'll take it down once they realize you don't own the content. They say, exactly. are you sure you own the content? Post or, or, or delete. And I just delete because I just said, I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to, um, I don't want to get into uh, legal battles over something that was just done for pure fun. As much as what I could do, I own the music. I actually have the CD. I give the the band credit, and the the trailer stuff is all the stuff you can find on YouTube anyway. It's just a reassembly right. of the trailer footage, the song. But uh, yeah, right. I think I think it's cool. We just put our name on the top just to to promote our show a little bit. Yeah, I think you love it. I love it. I think Christian, I got to give you props. That was amazing. I showed it to my wife. I showed it to everybody. I said this is awesome, and everybody loved it. So oh, well, thanks, man. Oh, dude! I took me. I I I took two nights. I did like about five hours. It was like two hours, two and a half hours one night, and two and hour half hours another night. I'm like, I got movies to watch still. (laughs) (laughs) So your weak performance (laughs) on exploding heads is because you're too busy editing uh, promotional videos together. (laughs) I'm still waiting for your first win to kick in. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that joke down. I come prepared. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. He's defeated. I, I write nothing down. Everything is off Yo. the top of my head. And I write everything down, as you guys know. And delete, delete it. Yeah, if I delete my notes, I'm useless. Right, right. <laughs> there is another burning question, question, Christine. We ask everybody, Rocky 4 or Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Never a Rocky yes. thing. <laughs> Never. Yes. Never. And the Crack and Wise segment ends here. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised that question went that way. <laughs> it's fine. Any other Rocky. Any other Rocky before, I think I'd, I'd put ahead of it. How about that? Not Christine. Oh, Christine's not a Rocky fan. <laughs> oh, whatever. Still. I, 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 mean, I, I saw the first one, but it was like, eh. I was never a Stallone fan to start with. So, oh. you know, I, I just, I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. So... What about Fair a Dolph enough. Lundgren I... fan? 
Well, yeah, we do have movies we have to get into. We definitely have to get into that. Uh, Christine, thank you very, very much. Now, before before we let you go, do you have any uh, do you have an, a shout out or anything you want to mention that you know you have the opportunity that maybe five or six people listening will hear it? You know, you can uh, put it out there. You know, I I would I. There is an author I recently have discovered. He was local in Peoria area. His name is Joe Shinakis. He's from the Peoria area. He has written a series of books. Uh, The first one is uh, Rabbit and Red, Burn the Rabbit. And then the third one that's just coming out is Bury the Rabbit. He's a huge horror film fan. And it's a great series of books about a, a Wes Craven type person who decides he wants to bring in kids who are into horror who have talent to teach them the ways of making good horror films and through a series of contests he tries to find kids worthy to spread his knowledge with and it's a great series of books and they're they're horror and it's it's you know things don't always go go right and it's i've really enjoyed it and the third book is just coming out next month and i'm really stoked i I met him yesterday for the first time and i was really excited to meet him because i love the books oh wow and obviously a Halloween fit, rabbit in red. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they were, they were really, they're really a fun read. I'm a big reader, huge reader. So, and I read everything, not just horror, but uh, their books I've really enjoyed. Brandon's nice. a big reader too. <laughs> Palm reader. Christian's a big eater, as you can tell by the size of his face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, See? Yeah. This is why this is why you wanted to come on. Just for the, these two freaking guys cracking wise on each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> I apologize I, for Brandon. I, really appreciate, <laughs> I want to tell you that. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys. I sit at work in a cubicle by myself hour after hour every day, and you guys entertain me. You make me laugh. You make the time go so fast because sitting there, I'm a payroll specialist for a very large company, and you know, just pretty much waiting for the phone to ring because somebody's got an issue. So, you know, it's, it's I get fun. paid, Christine. Where's my money, Christine? Where's my fucking money? <laughs> Does that sound familiar or not? guys calling you all the time. No, hey, we appreciate it, man. This is awesome. And, yeah, no, thank you for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. I hope you had fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Seriously. I, like that, I love hearing that more than anything. Someone's at work and we help them get through the day. And you know what I mean? Because it's like, not that we need vindication because we have a blast. But hearing things like that is what makes this, this whole experience of podcasting so much better. That we're actually, you know, helping someone get through a, a long day and entertaining them and making them laugh. Because shit, I mean, right. who doesn't through laugh? that, I love the vindication. Tell me more how we got you through your day. <laughs> <laughs> when Brandon's mopping, when Brandon's mopping the floor, he's listening to our show and he gets no joy out of it. <laughs> well, and I came from two jobs where I work with the public all day, so I was always talking with people and visiting, and I love that. And then I go to a cubicle world, and it's it's wild. It's yeah. completely different. So yeah, so you know, I sit in there and listen to you guys and laugh with you. Awesome. Yeah, we totally <laughs> appreciate that. That's really cool. Yes, yes. Thank you again. Thank you for, uh, you know, being a patron on there. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. We're going to have a drawing. Brandon, yeah, I think, to- uh, yeah, I was going to say before we let Christine go, you know, she's right. a contributor and we're having a pa- Patreon patrons only or 
Hall of Heads drawing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> for the Proto Slasher show. And so what I did, and I will show you guys just so nobody sees online, is go. I entered. Can verify it. There you go. I entered everyone's name. Is everyone seeing that? Bigblackcock.com. What? <laughs> oh, oh, sh oh, shit. Let me minimize that. Oh, shit. Close that window. Yeah. That's not supposed to be up there. <laughs> Let me minimize this. Yeah. So there I don't think you can minimize name. that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I can make that thing disappear. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's how it worked. We had 17 patrons, and each one got an entry based on the tier they were. So if you were tier one, you got one entry, all the way up to our one tier six entry, who got six entries. Perfect. If that makes sense. So we have Charlene with one, Derek with three, Joey Infante with one, Trin with two, Warren with one, John Watkins with one, Dustin Baker with two, Marco had one, uh, Taylor Hyder had one. James Cowks, Amanda, Sam had three, Sam Edwards, Jason Luxton had three, Christine, you had three, Matt Clark had six. Okay. And so what I'm going to oh, do, wait. that's... You forgot 22 shots. No, no, I told them because they contributed to us and we contributed to them that we'd take each other out of the prize pool. Of the shows. Good call. Same Good thing call. with like okay. test pattern and stuff. Right on. Okay. Yeah, with the shows. Individuals I kept on here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit randomize. It's going to go 1 to 30. Christine, I'm going to let you call it. How many times do you want me to hit randomize? Do you want me to hit it once and then pick a number between 1 and 30? You can pick the number. Hit it twice, and I'll pick the number. Okay, so I'm hitting it once. There's the first time. Now I'm going to turn it away. Oh, and look at that, Christine. If you had said just hit it once and go with number 1, you would have won. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say 13, so. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to hit it one more time. Always. Not on camera. I'm hitting it again. And now we're going with number 13. And the winner is Matt Clark. That's right. Matt. Congrats, All Matt. Right. Yeah, um, that's that's fair. Matt, was, Matt had six entries, so he had a uh, pretty high chance of winning, and he did. <laughs> And, oh, there you go. Yeah. And so, so uh, you hear from Matt Clark. He's the freaking ultimate headite. He's the only guy that's on that, that sixth tier, and we still don't know what he wants to do. He has the keys to the palace here, and we don't know. So, <laughs> the palace. <laughs> the palace being my basement. Yeah. Well, when this episode drops, I'll reach out to Matt as well, you know, because I don't want this to go to, go to waste, but he gets to choose two proto slashers of his choice. And, of course, if he's not a Proto Slasher fan, I'll honor him with a gift card as long as he informs us what he buys with it. Or a blowjob. <laughs> or a blowjob from Christian because he's got the biggest mouth. <laughs> and and the fewest teeth. <laughs> They're all mine, though. <laughs> They're all mine. <laughs> nice. Okay, we're going we're gonna to break. Uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to get into our first review, uh, Patreon review. And uh, which we're going to have a lot of tonight. So once again, Christine, thank you very, very much. We appreciate everything. And yes, hope the you pleasure had... was all yours. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, all ours. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. you guys, are listeners. Great. Sorry, Christine. I, I I interrupted you. Go ahead. I see you guys are great. Oh. oh, thanks. I'm glad I stopped. All right. Yeah, we are great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you're great. You're great, actually. And no, all, you're all great. You, all you, yes, yes. 
So we'll see you on the flip side. We'll be back in a minute. Thank you. All right, we are back. Thank you again to Christine. That was a, a great time, and we really appreciate you, uh, your patronage on, uh, on the Patreon, being a member of the Hall of Heads, as it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best we got, though. It's the, the Hall, hall of Heads. Head. Everything's a hall, right? We have a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Lame, and a Hall of Heads, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. All three of those things. So, uh, <laughs> so yes, uh, Patreon. Everything tonight is involving Patreon. We're we're doing uh, we're catching up on everything we had to catch up on because we have more big plans uh, until show fifty two, which is going to be the end of the season. So at the end of the year, for that matter, uh, you can be a part of that if you sign up on the Patreon. There's many different things you can do. One of them is what Christine just did. She came on and cracked wise with us and had some fun. So if you want to do that, the option is there. Uh, and if you want to go there, it's www.patreon.com slash explodingheads. We have different things out there, uh, different tiers, things you could choose from to do. And tonight we're doing two feature interviews that are our Patreon subscribers. Subscribers. Interviews. Uh, <laughs> reviews, not interviews. <laughs> interviews, reviews, Patreon. Uh, so, hair extensions, how are you today? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah our first movie here's what we're doing we're gonna do xd hair extensions that is a, a feature review uh from Derek b uh later we are doing the wailing as our second feature and that is uh from Corey walter and then we have two that are going to be in our triple r's our round robin reviews and one is from dustin baker for a movie called flashback and another one from Derek b Thank you again, sir, because he's doing two on the same show, so that, that's pretty cool, two different tiers. And that's Frat House Massacre. So we have a lot of that going on. We're catching up on our Patreons, and uh, hope you guys I've, enjoy it. So I've never heard of this Derek B. Is he never? on, like, any other show or anything? Oh, yeah, he is on a show. Yeah, uh, Cinema Blend, right? Cinema <laughs> 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 He's on the show with Derek. With Derek, yeah. We're doing, two, we're doing two barista interviews on that show on Cinema Blend. <laughs> that was a segue, uh, yes. Derek. I yes, know exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah, listen. Check out Cinema Blend. Or Cinema Blend. <laughs> He's still calling it Cinema Blend. I can't help it. That's just what I think. Oh, man. Cinema Attack. Sorry. Cinema. Sorry. Cinema. 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 Simon and Simon, 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 who sells hair extensions to nearby hair salons. The source of the hair is the stolen corpse of a girl whose dead body continues to grow beautiful and voluminous black hair that comes alive, driving those who use the extensions insane or killing them. Now, I <laughs> took this off of Wikipedia, and I'll just... Trichophilic is a hair fetish. That's what it means. A hair fetish? Oh, what hair you, fetish. What you get in, like, scene two... Uh, yeah, no, but uh, the yeah. infatuation of a trichophilic man, meaning um, Yamazaki, who was had a hair fetish, obviously. 
So I just wanted okay. to clear that up. I didn't I didn't make up that word or anything. When, we're gonna I... have to spoil. Yeah, we're gonna we're, talk. We'll spoil. Yeah, I hear. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So if you guys haven't, you know, everything's timestamped. If you don't want to hear what we're gonna say, skip ahead to uh, the next segment. But uh, I don't think we can talk about this without spoiling it. Mostly because I'm a dumbass and I'm gonna have questions. No, I'm saying the same is gonna go for the whaling as well. I'm gonna have some questions that are gonna, gonna affect my rating. No yeah. question on these films. And you know, for the most part, a lot of these Asian movies do require questions when they're over. Yeah, and that—that's not a knock on them. That's just the way their cinema is. They're more so. thought-provoking, and yeah, I mean, definitely. air extensions in particular. I mean, I'm a big fan of Sono. I haven't seen all his work, but the work I've seen of his, and he's—I mean, he's out there. I mean, I've recommended Tag, which is from Rec, which is from this year. I think it came out last year, but it's counting for 2017. And uh, some of his other—he has a new one, by the way, Brandon, the guy that did Tag. He does. He has a new one out now. Yeah. Yeah, he might. I know he he was working on like two or three. It's called hide yeah. and seek. Maybe I forgot what it's called. Oh, no, but he, if he did tag, I thought maybe the next game would be hide and seek. <laughs> 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 and the downward spiral begins. Wow! <laughs> I gotta work hard to top that bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think so. <laughs> I think I just did it. <laughs> top it didn't that take bottom. Long. Yeah. <laughs> so XD. Okay, listen. I'm confused about uh, what's his name. I even have it written down here, but I still Yamazuki. Am I Yamakaze. Yamakaze. Okay, Yamakaze. I'm a little confused as to what is really at play here, and I know we're getting right into the spoiler part, but I have to figure this out because like, what like, he, why he's doing it. Well, even in the now, why he's doing it for profit, I believe. But I mean, okay, okay there you go. I think he's doing it why? from infatuation. He just loves yeah, hair. He's got a hair fetish. He's a trichophilic. Loves it. Track philiac. It's like a back back slap that. We're gonna edit that way. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope what? you don't edit that out. No, how could you? <laughs> you can't edit that out. Keep talking, Dave, so we can't edit this out. I want it looped. Are you kidding me? Forget edit out. I want added to it. You know, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was the most thought provoking thing Christian has said in forty six episodes. <laughs> It's like the end of this movie, that freaking thing that comes out at the end. That that's, that reminds me of. How about the opening oh. scene though at the shipping oh, container, man? Beautiful. Yeah. And creepy. And and that's like I, I as soon as this I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I read the synopsis. I'm like, what did this was Derek? Yeah. 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 I'm like, what did he recommend here? Because I again, if you don't know me or don't know the history of the show, I'm not huge in a Asian horror. And not that I don't like it, I just haven't seen a lot of it. So when I saw the synopsis of this, I was like, what the fuck? And then I put it on and I'm like, this is great. I love what this is doing here. I love how different this is. I love how it doesn't care that it's a just whacked out premise. It just rolls with it and and they sell it. The whole thing. I love, so, the, re- I love the reaction of the guard when the other two guards <laughs> are like, person, person. Yeah. And then he freaks out. <laughs> oh, and yeah. And apparently this is a Christmas movie because they play the uh, Silent Night throughout. Yeah. Yeah, we could have used, we could have saved this for our Christmas show. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> Very creepy. Way, way to shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> well, did you recognize uh, Miss Chiaki when you saw her? Yes, Christian. immediately. Like, there's yeah. Kill Bill. <laughs> oh, go, yeah, go. Oh, oh, yeah, I love her. She's been in a lot of, uh, of yeah. films. Yeah. And 
a fair amount of horror. She's been in uh, uh, the first Juan Curse. She was young at that time. She was like 16. You know, and then, and then she was in uh, Kill Bill, of course, and uh, Battle Royale. Yeah. Know? And here, but here she's a lead, which you're not used to see. You're not used to seeing her in a leading type role. You know, she's usually, you know, small, small part Jones, but not here. Small that's that's her, that's her American working name. Hey, small, small part, part Jones. Jones, get over I, here. I believe she goes by SP Jones here. In <laughs> <laughs> that was Brandon's nickname in high school as well. <laughs> How did I miss that one? Nice. Well played, sir. Well played. And I love her. I mean, there's just something about her. She's just uh, yeah, she's beautiful. She's got beautiful hair. She does have beautiful hair. Later really on, when, when he's marveling at it, uh, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. She she she's got plenty of beautiful features. She's uh just there's something about her, you know. But anyway, you got her in there and um. I like in the beginning when she's doing that cute narration game, you know, you get to know her a little bit and she's just yeah. like, you know, her and her friend, uh, because she's, she is, uh, Yuki, Yuki. She's Yuko. Yuki's yeah, her roommate. Yeah. Yuki. Okay. Yeah. She's Yuko. Yuki is her, like uh, Jalo Jali. Uh, <laughs> Yuko like, Yuki. Yuki's <laughs> her roommate. Yeah. Yuki is the roommate. Okay. Yeah, Yamakaze is the morgue assistant. Kiyomi is Yuko's half sister and Mammy is Yuko's niece, who eventually starts referring to her as sister. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not confusing at all. I'm like, wait, the young Not girl's the mom's? Uh, it's, but anyway, the, that's, and that's the plus of this movie, is the relationship building. Yeah. The characterizations yeah. in this movie are phenomenal, and the abuse scenes are, like, Ugh. wincing. Like, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I mean, they really, everybody is great from an acting standpoint. Again, and I, I say that, with obviously Japanese not being my first language, and I'm looking at a movie that's subtitled. Is it any of your languages? Yeah. Not being my first language. It's like, not even your Like, it's not. Miso soup sorry. I don't even know if I know anything. Toshiba. Toshiba. I'm the pilot. I'm the pilot. That was the dumbest thing I've ever said. Even worse than the rap earlier. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, you said some pretty dumb things, Christian. <laughs> you're just back and forth tonight. One uh, one minute you're hot as, as hell, the next minute you're cold as ice. You know. My issue, my issue with the film, and it's, I mean, it's, I guess it's kind of a big one. I mean, because I agree with Christian. I, I love all the relationships between the characters. I love to love the good characters, and I love to hate the the bad characters but my issue here is with obviously the dead body the girl the girl's dead body we find her you know through these hair extensions when people start wearing them they start to see what happened to her and it's fucking brutal and vicious and horrifying and heartbreaking but my issue is why the hair extensions seem to react differently with certain people why it's killing good people, why it's killing bad people, why it's not killing some people. Right, and does he know about it? Does he know that this is killing people? Yeah, because you said you're angry. Why are you so angry? Right. And then that's when he goes, you're, you're going after those girls, and then he goes to their house later. So he obviously knows, but Brandon's absolutely correct. I mean, that was my question. Like, it doesn't seem to be consistent within its own storytelling, or something seems to be missing. Like, she's enraged, but why is it always the same reaction? And Or... Not the same reaction. Why is it always like just certain people? Why not him? 
and then that one exactly scene, yeah that was, remember? that was the big thing why wasn't it him from the beginning but uh yeah but the one scene is getting real crazy and he's and when it really starts coming all kinds of hair all over the room and he's he's excited and he's walking around like a little kid i'm thinking <laughs> i'd be terrified what if it swallows him up and it didn't happen i'm like why is this thing obedient to him and let me rewind in the very beginning when he's in there because he's a mortician right he's yeah. in there and he sees those four dead bodies. For some reason, there's a bunch of dead kids at the same time. Maybe they said it and I forgot why. But there's like young women that all have died at the same time and they're in this morgue with him. And he sees four of them and he kind of casts them off. Then he sees this one and he starts praising her hair. But then she starts crying. A tear comes from her eye. Well, in the meantime, he looks over at the other girls and they're all looking at him. So is he fucked up in the head or are all these people returning to life somehow? That's right off no, the No, I think he's fucked. I think uh I think he's just I don't know like what a dead body does. A dead body might be able to still shed a tear. I mean, I don't know the science of being dead because yeah, I haven't been it, dead yet, but uh <laughs> It was more than that though. <laughs> no, it's the head's than... turning I feel like was yeah. like a a psychological yeah. thing. He's a nutcase. Yeah. I, I kind of thought that too, but then if he's just a nutcase, then why is all the hair growing? And I understand why it was on the inside because they they figured that it was human trafficking, and that yeah. the organs were removed, so they hair were... started to grow in, in place of her organs, right? Yes. And he does get it at the end. He does get it at the end and thinks it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, he thought it was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah he, he was. Just, it tickles. It's like he says it's ecstasy. He yells it's ecstasy. Oh. Yeah, like that. Okay. It's well, ecstasy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. He does do that. All right. I'm just. I'm just confused as to his motivations and just things like that. I just, it's really, uh, like, just a, it really is a straightforward fetish movie. This guy has a fetish with hair and they blend it with a mix of, uh, why do I keep turning off my computer screen <laughs> with, uh, with supernatural Japanese ghost story, which is what they do well. And it's really, I can understand it and justify it simply because this woman was, She's unknown. She's tortured so. She's incomplete because she's been torn apart, you know, been sold for parts. And so how could she possibly move on to the next life, to the next world, without wreaking vengeance and at least having somebody sympathize with her story? But yeah. again, that leads back to my issue with, with the killings. But but she does eventually, ultimately make the connection with Yuko and, and Mammy. Right. That's true. But Damn you know it. what? I don't think that I think everybody would have got. I don't think anybody was spared except for him or my miss. Like Manny was hiding. She was in that closet. So I understand why it didn't. And as a matter of fact, it did come after her and she narrowly escaped. So it would have killed the kid. So I, I took it that it, it's, you know, it's coming after anybody and everybody where you guys are, are. You guys are confused about that. The only person I'm surprised at was him. What were you guys getting at, saying that, you know, some were getting killed and some weren't? What did I miss out on? Well, I, you know, I noticed that the hair didn't kill the cops. It was actually Yamakaze who killed the cops. You know, he would beat them or strangle them. They were just sort of like in, in like a nest of hair. So I felt, yeah. like, it was, I felt like it was sparing some. It, it, was, it was inconsistent for me. And I'm, I was searching for a deeper meaning behind this film because there's always more social commentary with these types of films. And I'm sure it has to do with, you know... The beauty industry and everyone's obsession with looks and I, I don't know what the Japanese culture is like with that but I, I'm sure there's a lot at play there 
I tried not to look too deep into it because I really don't know that much, but it was it was kind of goofy, really. Well, I think some you people know. describe this as a parody, and and I think we're missing it. Maybe it's the translation. Again, yeah. Japanese not being my first, second, or third language. The uh, I think that there is a parody here, but it's still scary. It still works as a horror film as well. Because uh, some of the music reminded me, or some of the sound effects reminded I called it the, the grudge reverb. It sounded like that, that Comey sound from the grudge, but with a little mm-hmm. reverberation as used in the soundtrack throughout. And I, I instantly said, oh, they're trying to make you think grudge-esque. Yeah, I guess like they, they, that one girl, why was she attacked if she was innocent? She was just wearing the hair extensions. So I don't think, I don't think she really had a good versus evil in her. I just think when, when he kind of conducted the hair extensions to do it, I think he got her riled up and maybe angry, and then the hair yeah. extensions did what they did. Because he's it, taken a piece of her just like the organ harvesters did. Yeah, the, mor- the mortician. And that's why at the end he becomes sort of like indistinguishable between the, the, the snickering laughing of one of the organ guys and him. And they, they cut between it, and it's really kind of blatant. Yeah, that's when she realizes it's him. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, whether or not it would be considered parody or satire, because that always confuses me, the two. I know parody is a, a form of satire, but I, I, you're definitely right, especially with some of the goofy scenes where uh, with the tongue, his tongue is like stretching out. It's, yeah. Oh, at the end? That, yeah. That fucking, that deranged, freaking long-haired Oh, you're talking Mr. about the human guitar. You're talking about human guitar. What about yeah, the the little potato head? Uh, well, turns- yeah, then yeah. He, yeah, then he yeah, then he gets cut into pieces, and he's like a little Mr. Potato Head walking around with a with a yeah. peach hat on. That it actually was too took, goofy. Yeah, that that didn't need to be there. It actually no. it worked, and it would have been it worked fine without adding that absolute insanity of goofiness there. It's just crazy. Yeah, it is too much. Everything else though, like as far as like the stuff that the hair did. I thought it was really cool, like going over the eyeballs and, you know, oh. the CGI was done right for the most part. I mean, that part with the one girl when she gets her, when it's coming up and she's getting, it's coming right out. You can see her, like her freaking skin on her head pulling up and it, oh, when it gets on the ceiling yeah. and she gets pulled up. That shit was cool, man. Yeah, that's the cover art for the movie. I always wondered what part that was because I never saw it. And when I saw it, I was like, ooh, that's, yeah. that's vicious. What about when he gets his neck cut and at first it looks like blood shoots out just stops at CG and it just heals up. I'm assuming it was hair then or something. It was just a weird, do you know what part I'm talking about? His neck gets cut and it looks like it's a geyser of blood shoots out, but then stops yeah, for, and it heals up. At first up. it is a geyser of blood, then it becomes hair. Oh, okay, but is then it, it stops and heals immediately. It's very bizarre. Was it the hair that was bleeding though? Because you know some of the hair bleeds. No, it was literally like a Shogun Assassin aerial yeah. shot of, of blood and then it just stops and it heals. <laughs> It was odd. Yeah. Who was that? Do you know which character it was? It was a Yaka, Yaka oh, mother. It was Yamazaki. at the end. Yeah, Masaki, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we jumped right over like the relationship between Yuko and, and Mammy. I mean that was that was great. Mammy, oh, was I great. mean her mother. Oh, Kiyomi. What a fucking bitch. And her yeah, boyfriend. And Did her you boyfriend have that as a note? Sc- oh. Scumbags. <laughs> her mom's a bitch. I, I hate that couple. She is her mom's oh, yeah, a- right, yeah. I was a bitch, right? <laughs> and the boyfriend with his fingernail? Oh, it really hurts. Oh, what a bitch. I, 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 <laughs> that scene, I hated that couple. I was watching this film and I said, fuck you people. Because the kind of abuse that you see in this movie and the, and, and the stuff that you see there, to me, is much more uh, realistic 
uh, of the way a lot of abuse situations are in real life. Like, it isn't, like, to the point of, like, when you watch a movie and you see somebody beaten down and burned with cigarettes. And it wasn't necessarily that. But to me, this is something that, you know, kids that are abused, these are the kind of cases that continue to go on almost unnoticed in real life. That's, yeah, that's what I just, just It's oh. a lot of psychological yeah. abuse. There was it's physical so- abuse, but it's, it's extremely psychological. And, man, she was she did a great job, the kid. I think this this definitely yeah. has a uh, connection with the whaling in terms of yeah. really good young performances. I mean, we'll obviously get into the whaling later, but she was really good. I mean, the way she, like, cowered in fear every time. And every time she would say to Yuko, don't hit me, please. And Yuko's like, I'm not going to fucking hit you. Stop saying that or I'm going to hit you. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was yeah. it. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to fucking hit you. I'm like, whoa, wait, maybe that's not the best approach. <laughs> yeah, but it's got to be annoying after a while. Please yeah. don't hit me. Have I hit you once? Yeah. You keep saying it. I'm going to fucking slap you one, you wisecracking prick. <laughs> Which I believe was a line from the yeah. movie. But their death, the mother's death and the boyfriend's death, even though you don't see it, you just see that sort of like splash of blood. It's like, I don't know why. It's like, it was almost like a, a mini jump scare in a way. Cause it was like a, like yeah, a yeah, quick yeah. gust of wind, like, but the hair just like slicing them in half. It was cool. It was, it was very like, sad. it was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't get it yet. What it was, was it? like, yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. That pop filter works beautifully, by the way. Lick my muffin, you Ben Bummer. <laughs> Dave, I don't know why all week all I've been thinking about is lick my muffin, you Ben Bummer. Because I was listening to episode 43 back, and that's all you kept saying. It was so funny. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, shit. Nice. So the sister comes in. She busts the she busts the other girl's balls. We don't even know if it's really her sister. The one girl said it's not, and she's been teasing her all her life. So the older girl comes in, the mother. And what's her name again? I'm sorry. Kiyomi? Kiyomi. So Kiyomi comes in. And, and, and just dumps freaking her daughter, Mammy, uh, onto uh, Yuko here. You yeah, know? watch her for a few days, you know. Yeah, and yeah. bust her balls, starts talking shit about how she had an abortion and everything else. And you have no right to talk to me. You had an abortion. I at least had, you know, have a child. I'm more responsible than you, this and that. Yet she can't take care of her. And again, that stuff is actually, it's movie, but it's still kind of believable. There are people that, that are this way in the world. And it's just... It was just sprinkled in enough. It, it was like the crux of the story about this little girl and how the relationship is eventually going to build with Yuko. But, man, I, I really liked it. I, I, that, that aspect of the film was great, and it was so satisfying when the couple did get killed. That yeah. Was, I, I loved that part. And then Mammy's yeah. in the cubby, and she's trying to, like, peek through, and I'm screaming at the screen, don't peek, you idiot. You're going to get killed. Just right. lay in the back of the cubby yeah. and be quiet. She would have seen right. that hair monster, the hair monster killed my parents. The that woman that played uh, Kiami, I think she's like uh, has gone into like doing some adult films, if I'm not mistaken. My I research. looked her up and I couldn't find anything with her. Well, it, I it, hope it, she did. something. It's like a couple. There's like she's a call girl in a 2010 and 2011 movie. I looked on the B. I didn't see that. Wow. Adult, adult drama, whatever that means. Mm. Drama, you mean? Drama, drama, tomato, tomatoes. <laughs> she's hot though they're all pretty this this movie is loaded with attractive women i have an asian fetish i'm not a trichophilic but i'm definitely have an asian fetish <laughs> hey they're, they're pretty girls man they really are uh, chiaki's the best of them though man i just yeah how about yamazaki when he did his dance <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. I immediately thought of Buffalo Bill. To me, it seemed exactly like it was borrowing from Silence of the Lambs. Absolutely. Like he was Buffalo, like he was Buffalo yeah. Bill doing his hair fetish dance, like the way Buffalo Bill did his skin fetish dance. It was that I, the fact that you said wow. that is hilarious because I totally forgot about it. You brought it up exactly. I thought Buffalo yeah. Bill right away. Yeah. These are Sono's films. These are how all of them are. If you guys haven't seen any of them, I mean, I hope you guys watch Tag. I really liked it. I you guys are gonna watch it and be like, what the fuck am I watching? But that's any of his what didn't he do um he did a uh, suicide club he did a uh, strange circus all oh, right why don't you play in hell love exposure which is a four-hour film this i mean he's long too. he's they're all long <laughs> a lot of his films are much longer this one was under two hours which is one of his shorter films i've seen tag was actually the shortest i think it was less than an hour and a half which oh, was nice. i think Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, man. Seriously, I'm a bigger fan of the shorter movie. I, I just, I'm I am just... too. It, it's t- it's it's tough sometimes. You know, I I would rather a movie be short, but you know, if it's good, then I don't mind if it's ten hours long. Well, like no, one movie we may be talking later on tonight. <laughs> There's two movies we're gonna be talking about later that are well True. over two hours that that I personally am a fan of. So. True, I, I feel you, but sometimes to sit down and watch them, if you get that. That that thought in your head that it's a chore because it's two and a half hours. You're yeah, gonna have a bad time, That's especially bad when it's time. not in your native language or you know Christian second language in this case. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive it. Uh, <laughs> but it was a good one, and you know I'm a fan of Asian horror, you know, and I've had this movie for a long time, and I've never watched it, so this got me to watch it. So yeah, thank you, Derek, I, I, you know? Yeah, that's a good thing about these picks. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I finally got to see this one as well. I yeah, hadn't even I mean, heard of it. so Really? Yeah, wow. again, like I, I, I haven't sought out a lot of these movies. Great pick. I really I really enjoyed it as well. Really cool. enjoyed it. I guess, we, I guess we can rate it, huh? Yeah. I might have come in higher, but it was just because I liked the idea of a batshit crazy premise and them rolling with it and me buying it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, there were some inconsistencies, but that's what kept it from being perfect. So I scored it an 8 out of 10. Oh wow! Shit, I only came in at a seven, but and I thought you were gonna be wow. When you went into it, you said uh, I could have gone higher. I yeah, like, and I was I was actually uh, more in line with you, Dave. But ultimately, with everything, I, I give it a seven and a half out of ten, only because of all the Asian films I've seen by all the Asian films I've seen by him, all of his films that I've seen. <laughs> they all happen to be Asian. Yeah, they just happen to be. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. They just happen to be Asian. Uh, th- this one wasn't one of my favorites. Wow. But Why? it was still really good. That's a testament then, Christian. If he's no, he's a real, that, I really know? feel like this guy's a great filmmaker, and this is still a seven and a half. It could go up on a second viewing. This was the first time viewing. Now I know what to look for in a second viewing, paying more attention to, you know, maybe the reasons why the hair is acting the way it is. Well, I mean, he's obviously a great director. We know he's a great singer because U2 is phenomenal. Oh, wait, he's Sono. <laughs> it's Sono and Cher. <laughs> or Sono and Sha. Those are the jokes. <laughs> Tier two. Sonny Sono. Half our listeners are gone. Check yeah, them. Yeah. That's hair sections. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Derek. I'm, I'm glad I got... I put that disc to good use finally. Shit. It's been <laughs> collecting dust for too long. But well, yeah, you had I'll the uh, the two-disc special edition DVD? 
No, it wasn't a special edition. Oh, it was a regular one disc? Yeah. How was the look on it? Looks fine. Okay. No, just wondering because I might pick it up because it goes for super cheap. Oh, yeah. No, it's fine. So there you go. All right. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Want to get into some uh, emails and voicemails before we get into our triple R's? Sound good? Sure. Okay. Well, we have a couple uh, emails. We have a one voicemail. And again, it's from Derek. Boy, Derek is just all over this show. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Might as well call it Cinema Attack. Or Cinema Blend. <laughs> cinema Blend, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so l- let me get into uh, the straight-up emails first. We have uh, three of them. And uh, let's see. Here's the first one. We alluded to this one on show when, when Tab was here. What was that, 44? 44. And I said the reason I didn't read it was because it was something that we already did. But he did send it to us, and he sent it to you guys uh, on Cinema Blend. Cinema Attack. <laughs> And 22 shots, and it's from James Cox, and he says this. This is a fairly simple question, and of course it's it's a list. All movie fans love lists, don't they? So, what are your top 30 films of the past 30 years? The catch, you can only pick one from each year. So, for example, 2017 equals The Void, 2016 Neon Demon, 2015 Bone Tomahawk, etc. This would be quite a long question, and I know you guys are all busy, so a shorter option is to pick a decade and do a top 10 from there. Oh, and that's about that's about Jeremy, so we're not talking about it. So anyway, I didn't read it that show because we have already done this, correct? Well, we did this our was... top 20, I guess, of the millennium, right? No, 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 no. Oh. We did yeah, our, talking our, about our... the show. Oh. Yeah, episode 10. We did 40, 40 years, years. Yeah. yeah. We did that one, yeah. too. One... Yeah. Shit, how could you forget that? It's <laughs> a long so, ago. Yeah. Maybe if you had spoken in his native language of Japanese, <laughs> yeah. he would have understood what you were talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, Cinema Attack, I mean, I'm sure you'll do some of this. 22 shots, maybe they'll do it. They've got so much going on. But if you want to hear our picks, all you got to do is go back to episode 10, right? Does that sound right, guys? Uh, that's what I'm telling James. It sounds, makes yeah. sense, right? Sounds right to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Nobody remembers anything we do. Nobody remembers. Uh, I've we just come we, to a We don't even remember sometimes. I don't remember. That's true. But I remember that show because that was a big show. That was our first real big show, you know, and that was the one. So there you go, James. That That's the answer to that. Go back to episode 10 and, and listen. And uh, I don't know. Uh, it's unfortunate you missed it before, but maybe you didn't. Maybe you forgot. Everybody forgets. More, that, more on that later. Uh, okay. So another email. This is from Mark says nothing but praise and a quick question i discovered your podcast over the summer and i was hooked instantly the chemistry between the three of you guys is great the show is funny as hell thoughtful and informative you each bring your own views and opinions to the films discussed and i appreciate what you have to say keep up the excellent job you bring more joy to my life than you will ever know oh, wow wow restraining yeah. order <laughs> <laughs> okay now we got a ps Awesome. Yes, on episode 43, Christian mentioned wearing a Jason hockey mask and masturbating. Uh, I was just wondering at what Patreon level this video was available. <laughs> Proud headite MT Hicks. <laughs> yep, restraining order. <laughs> I did mention that, but yeah, I don't even know what level. We were going to create a new level, I think. That'll be tier seven. <laughs> <laughs> Tier seven, huh? Ninety nine dollars. 
Tier 8 will be with a rope around my neck. (laughs) I might pledge. (laughs) I might pledge. You can't pledge. You have to spot me. (laughs) I give the reach around? The rusty trombone? The rusty trombone. Yeah, I don't know. I I did mention it, but yeah, I I was going to be doing it off camera. Just so you see the tip so it looks like I'm a lot bigger than I actually am. It's all about the camera angles. (laughs) <laughs> have you ever had sex with it on i don't think my wife would allow that <laughs> i haven't tried have tried no i haven't tried yet maybe i'll, oh, I'll put it under the bed like basic instinct style and then i'll i'll, I'll grab i'll like reach under and grab it and... <laughs> nice let's all do it i yeah. have a jason mask let's all do it for like halloween we'll try to fuck our wives with a jason mask on and see how oh, hey i don't have that. a wife i'll try to fuck my father yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get over here. I got something to show you. <laughs> Man, I'll try to fuck my father. I don't think this ever been said on a podcast before. You know what the thing is? You know what the craziest thing is? If he was here right now, he like would be fucker. like, he would be like, Christian, Dave, I've heard worse. Probably. <laughs> we met him. We know. This is the type of jokes. I'm <laughs> a Lenny awesome. Bruce, my generation, ahead of my time, ahead of my time. Hey. He's like, what's Ooh. different? The mask is the only thing different this time. Whew, <laughs> 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 I'm hot now. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> Thinking of Brandon fucking his dad's making it all hot, Bob. <laughs> yeah, that was not the right time to say that. <laughs> <laughs> From laughing, I'm fucking out of breath, I'm hot. Fanning myself with a phone. How pathetic is this? Oh, fuck. Whew. Let me get to the next email. This is from the Ram Man. Let's go. And it's labeled It. And here we go. All right. All right. Let me start off by saying that I loved It 2017. I'm very excited that the film is making so much money and breaking all kinds of records. Yeah, it's sweet. However, I keep hearing people say that this will ultimately be a good thing for horror because studios will now want to invest a good amount of money towards making quality horror films. My question to you guys is, do you think this will be the case? Will the success of It benefit all of horror, mainstream and indie scenes? Or will it only be a good thing for characters and franchises that are already established, Halloween, Friday, etc.? Best regards, the Ram Man. What do you uh, guys think? I kind of allude, I did put a post on this. I don't think it will affect indie horror. Indie horror is hot now and it will keep going. I think it will... It will eject life into mainstream horror again. Whenever there's a hit like this, I think it will eject, but I think it will be Stephen King adaptations. I think we're going to just see a lot more Stephen King adaptations again. Yeah, that, that's that's how I feel. Like yeah. I, I feel like they're going to invest in projects that have already either been done or well-known in, in terms of, you know, the book world. So I, I don't think we're going to necessarily see new original content, but... Salem's Lot. I think someone mentioned that. I brought up Pet a Cemetery. Christine redo. I brought a Pet Cemetery redo. I think it's actually that coming. could use it. Yeah. And Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Uh, tr- yeah. <laughs> Trucks. I would love to see a Maximum Overdrive. Hey. I want to see that monkey, the one about the monkey toy that I was talking about before, the Skeleton Crew cover. That's another one in that book that I always thought would have been That's cool. Toy Story 3, isn't it? <laughs> they got the monkey. Toy Story 3 <laughs> colon monkey toy. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to say that we are going to have more R-rated, big-budget films, not solely because of it, but because of the success of Get Out, 
the success of uh, Annabelle Creation. Uh, this, and I, I think I'm missing something else. Either way, the Conjuring Universe, as it's being dubbed, uh, just that we have seen rated R horror movies do good this year. Is split rated R or no? I, I way, it's funny because those are not rated R in Canada. So Get Out was 14A. Uh, it was okay. 14A. Uh, wow. And Split was 14A. No yeah, but with with the yeah. ex- Dave, with the exception of of Get Out, all these are either established, well known Hollywood directors or adaptations or spinoffs or reimaginings of a source material that's already been done. That's true, but it's still rated our horror. That, that no, I know, but do you, do you think they'll fund maybe some you know somebody's original project though? It might open the door. It might open the door. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, with this, you could get a lot of shit again. <laughs> like, let's face it. Uh, like, it could open. It could you open can't up get the much than... yeah, I guess, but... if anything, like you said, Get Out would be the film that would probably open them up to funding more original projects, yeah, more so yeah. than it. <laughs> when you think about it from that standpoint, Get Out and Split right at the beginning of the year, probably yeah. said, "Okay, are these just two flukes?" And then again to Jason uh, Jason Lloyd def- debunked my theory because he said that uh, um, Underworld, uh, whatever the hell it was called, and the Resident Evil new one both cleaned up if you take in the worldwide box office. I, I called them flops, but then he, he he posted the actual worldwide box office and said, are these flops, Christian? And he was right. Well, they, they cleaned up. So like you, you take that in, and I know those are sequels, but I'm just saying now all of a sudden you've got two originals that cleaned up two series that cleaned up and now you've got it and Annabelle all that came out within a yeah, span man. of a couple of weeks and did very well. So it's, yeah. it's where indie horror is in a good place. I think this just helped establish that Hollywood horror now is in a good place and hopefully we'll see some better. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to always see original projects come out, but I think we're just going to no. see more of them come. Yeah. I'm fine. So. I'm fine with that. I, I, you know, it was really a fun experience seeing it in the theaters. I really, it, I don't see that many movies in the theaters anymore. There's just not that many, and it sucks. I really wish there was, you know, one a week to go see. I'll tell you what. This year, I've been, I've been to the theater so many times. It's crazy. I've gone again and again, and then I'm gonna go. There's more coming. You know, I mean, Mother apparently is going to flop because I, I could have gone the first night. There was only like half the people were in there and uh, there's been very mixed reviews. I'll tell so you what, there, the reviews on that film, the oh, reviews on that oh, film shit. are absolutely atrocious. And I'm so intrigued to see it now. Absolutely. <laughs> even more so because even of more agree. so I agree. people look, people, I read an article where they said it might, it's the worst movie of the decade and might be the worst movie of the century. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking love this film. I have a feeling. Well, he started the century off well because Requiem for a Dream is phenomenal. Whether yeah, you consider it a straight-out horror film or not, I love Requiem for a Dream. Uh, and I and Black Swan was great. And again, he always dabbles. He always sort of dances. No yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's Aronofsky. I don't know what people... <laughs> I guess people were expecting one thing, and it's yeah, not we'll, that. We'll see. What can we say? I mean, I'm going to go there. I'm going... Then we have the other ones coming out. We have Saw. We have freaking yes. whatever. We have Texas yeah. Chainsaw. Yeah. We have more things coming, and I'm going to continue to go for the remainder of the year. I, I've seen – it's been a good year. I'll tell you what. I'll go on record. I'll say it now. This year is the year of mainstream horror. Uh, it really is, and who would have yeah. thought? Yeah. Last year was, was art, art house horror. The year before was horror comedy. This is mainstream horror. 
big definitely, shift. Definitely. Three opposite ends of the spectrum. Three completely different things. I mean, do you know what that says to me? That we're at a peak time of horror. It's different things coming from different angles each year. I mean, wow. There's so much coming at us. So we're peaking. That's my. That's all I have to say. We're wow, peeking behind the curtain. I can't wait to talk yeah. about it a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I know we are. I, I... We're, we're definitely That's it. That. Thought finish. I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to talk about it. Can't well, wait. Let's try to let's well, try to get there. Well, you're gonna have to wait because I think we have a voicemail. <laughs> let's try to get there. We got a couple. We have a couple. Th- we have a voicemail. We have two messages from Jim K. So one point five. This voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one point five. Everything else in life. <laughs> I feel you. Podcasts, movies, holy sex. Shit. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's Jim K. This one was sent a little while ago, but we just haven't had the time to read it. Okay. Hi, guys. Here's a question for you. I recently watched Cairo, and that's K-A-I-R-O, and that is the Japanese version of Pulse, the original, mm. just so you guys know. And a lot of people praise this movie, but I'm not one of them. I didn't like it. I give it a 6.5 out of 10. I don't know if I wasn't in the proper state of mind, but it didn't seem like an Asian film like we know them to be. The ghost seems silly for some reason. What are your thoughts as the resident A-horror guy on the pod? How about the American trilogy? Well, I'll tell you right now, I share your thoughts completely right down to the rating. And I've only seen it once, but I was unimpressed. And I do plan to go back, but I remember when I watched it, I wasn't as impressed as I had been with other ghostly type things from, you know, from, from that area of the world. So I feel you. My, I didn't my native know. land. <laughs> my native land of Japan. <laughs> and I, I I didn't even realize that there was an American trilogy. I knew that there was one, Pulse. Yeah, there, was, there were three Pulse films. I didn't see any of them. I saw the original, and honestly, it's been so long. When did that come out? Like early, mid-2000s? Yeah, yeah. And So I, I really don't even remember it There's that three. well. Wow. Yeah, Isn't but I... Shit? Yeah. Pulse 2 Electric remember. Boogaloo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember loving it. I really don't. Yeah. I never saw so, it. I, I really couldn't give a rating until I rewatched it, but, you know, I wasn't in a rush to rewatch it, so I evidently didn't care for it too much. Right on. Okay, well, then we'll move on. And this fucking guy, Jim K., got me. He asked me a question once. There was a conversation going on in the 22 Shots group page, and he says, I thought you might weigh in on that conversation. I'm surprised you didn't. And I told him, no, I do not like to get involved in these type of conversations. And so what is this freaking, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no conversations there. No, no, just, just not to, I just don't do the serious thing anymore. I don't debate. I'm not doing it. If I have a strong opinion, you know where I'm going to voice it right fucking here. (laughs) That's it. And if somebody wants to respond in the comments, when the show comes out, uh, I I will respond back to them. That's fine. But I don't get into that that, that nonsense. So I shouldn't do like alien covenant posts anymore. Holy fuck. Do what you want, homie. I'm just telling you, me, I don't do it. I don't invite it into my life. I don't have time. I don't invite for... it into my life. I love it. I do not. I do not want to get into serious conversation about film. I watch film to enjoy it. I do not want to debate anymore. I just, it's just, I'm past it now. I can't do it. But, so this guy sucked me in, Jim K. Motherfucker, you. And off. Listen. <laughs> he here's what he said. <laughs> he sends us a message and he knows I'm going to read it on the show. Hey, Dave, how's it going? I know you guys read the discussion on the 22 Shots page a week or so ago regarding the definition of horror and what is or isn't considered horror, and I wanted to get EH's thoughts on the subject. 
I commented there that in my opinion, and based on the definition that was given there, that only a quarter to a third of horror movies are truly horror. I know it's all subjective and opinions are all over the map, but I figured it would make for an interesting discussion. I also said that for me, a film should have a horror premise. Horror scenes that hold up throughout, a horror score perhaps, a horror ending as well. One of the films I feel has all of these elements is The Exorcist. Of course, there are many other examples. I wonder sometimes if a film has horror elements, does it make it a horror film? Sorry, this is a long-ass message. One example I want to bring up is Freaks from 32, which I recently rewatched. Awesome movie, 8.5 out of 10. I know you haven't seen it, Dave, and I'm hoping the other guys have. I bet they have. It isn't a horror movie for me. I would easily list it as a Hitchcockian type of film. Is it horror because of the freaks, the actors who had real-life abnormalities and deformities, and was that the shock value that made it so? It's interesting that after I saw the film, I always check reviews, and I heard JP's review of it way back on the early episode of 22 Shots, and he even said, it's a horror movie, I guess. This is a big question with no right or wrong, but worth the discussion. So, uh, there's a lot to take in there. Yeah, my brain hurts right now. Okay, let's make it easy. Freaks. What do you think about Freaks? Is it a horror movie? I have it in my horror collection. I consider it horror. I don't think it's... I think it maybe was supposed to be sold as a horror film based on the fact that they got actual sideshow performers, which, with the exception of American Horror Story, would nev- could never be done anymore. Not to this point. And it actually saved a lot of these people because the pinheads... Were, were being treated horribly. So they, they actually were saved and rescued and lived decent, normal lives. Well, not normal lives, but lived decent, they safe lives from there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Kingpin. <laughs> yeah, man, you really months in that joke. <laughs> no, but the real the real horror of that movie is the cruelty of humanity because we have our main character in that film who's a normal non-deformed human being who's the most horrific monstrous person in the film so yeah you can play fast and loose with the definition of horror i'm still going to consider it horror from that standpoint not because they had you know sideshow performers or you know small people or christian in there Brandon kind of had the best answer. It's, I would have it in my horror collection. I don't own the copy, but if I had it, it would be in my horror collection. I don't have a strict definition for horror. That's that's the thing. I really try to even think about that. For me, is just it hurts. It really does. It, it I mean, it's a, it's a legitimate good question. It's something I would actually have to prep and think about to oh, really yeah. prepare for to to think about what is horror. But for me, I watch a movie and. If it feels horror to me, it's horror. Okay, check it out. I'm going to simplify things for you, B. All right. Check it out. And this is a very obvious answer, but I never hear anybody bring it up in these conversations. And I have seen these conversations. I just don't partake in them. I do not weigh in on my opinion. I listen to podcasts. They talk about it a lot, and they've been throwing around this term that some freaking jabroni made up. And I'm not going to say who it is because I'm not going to shine. I'm not going to give him the freaking the light. I'm not. But this guy came up with this whole post-horror thing. And he came up with this description of post-horror and how these things they have horror elements, and that's what we're going to call it now. And you know what? You're entitled to your opinion, and you can label anything any, any way you want. I could care less what you do in your own household and how you label shit. But to me, it's real simple. 
if a movie has images and scenes and intentions to scare you at all, that is horror. It's that simple. People are trying to say the movie It is not horror. How could that not be horror? There is shit throughout that film that are that is specifically there to scare people. Whether it, it scares you or not is irrelevant. It is the visual definition of horror. Yeah, who's uh, arguing that that's not horror? Well, people are are saying it. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure those people out there. those people are assholes. Yeah, it's the in thing. <laughs> Plain and simple. They are assholes. <laughs> tell it them is. what they can. Tell them what they can do, Christian. They can go fuck themselves. Oh, oh. I'm with you. Go fuck your ass. That's right. I like that definition. Thank I you. like that. It's easy. It's easy and it makes yeah. sense, correct? It makes perfect sense. Buddy, this has just begun. Wait till we talk about it and I'm going to blow your mind some more. <laughs> I'm telling I'm on point tonight. And that is um, it. My mind is not what needs blowing. <laughs> well, I'll talk to your father. It's that hairdo. I need... <laughs> no, this definitely doesn't need... This needs cutting, not blowing. <laughs> <laughs> Cut and blow. XT. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of with you. I mean, I made jokes. You had Bone Tomahawk as your number one a couple of years ago. I'm like, it was a Western with horrific elements. And we'll make jokes like that. Same thing with uh, what we do in the shadows. I, I said that was more mockumentary, but it was mockumentary about vampires and, and, and whatnot. So, you, right. I mean, we, we argue internally, but ultimately you can argue, like, if you think it's a horror film, you think it's a horror film. And if you have valid reasons of why you think it's a horror film, who might argue with you? Why you joke around and bust balls, but I mean that's right. it's all mostly in fun. Like to call yeah. it a non-horror movie is ridiculous. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. And you know what? I'm not going to argue. It's if you want to sit here and tell me that it comes at night isn't a horror, the witch isn't a horror. Even those are more fringy than it to me. It's obviously horror. But if someone's going to sit there and say that's not even a horror movie, am I going to really waste my time typing? To say, oh no, it's a horror movie because of this and this and this, and you're wrong. And this makes it. You know what? Salute, or and not even salute. Fangu. I don't give a fuck what you say. You want to think it's horror? Think it's horror. And then salute. don't think it's horror. I'm not I sure who care. Dave's looking at right now. He's looking <laughs> over to someone on his left hand side. I think, there's someone, I think it's his brother there that said it wasn't a horror movie. <laughs> fuck you, bro. <laughs> he said that's not a horror movie. It gave me Crohn's disease. Crohn's <laughs> 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 disease. Right. <laughs> but seriously, if someone doesn't want to think it's horror, that's fine. Is your opinion wrong? It's your opinion, so it really can't be. Where I sit, it's wrong, and I'm not going to tell you it's wrong, but I mean, whatever the fuck. If things are there to scare you, even it comes at night, there's shit going. Why would you make these films? I'll even go one step further, and then I'll shut up. A movie like Green Room, and that's a really, really debated one last year. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm going to say to you. Everybody I know that watched that movie is a horror fan. Walk up to a normie on the street and say, have you seen Green Room? No, They're not going to know who what the fuck you're talking about? They're, then you could say, oh, it's the guy that did uh, Blue Rune and Murder Party. They're going to look at you and get the lobsters crawling out of your fucking ears. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? These are horror movies because only horror fans seem to have an interest in them. So what What, what else could you call it? And I'm not going to sit here and argue with anybody. I'm sure there's people rolling their eyes right now listening saying, come on, Dave Z. Green Room is not fucking a horror. I know that and neither Michael is the Neon film, Demon. But... And neither is this and that. And go fuck I yourself. Think, I think you just made a whole new horror film about normies with lobsters <laughs> crawling out of their ears. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, a lot of things are horror. If you have to file them, you're going to file them in the horror. I mean, thriller, maybe. Yeah. But it's all kind of the same thing. It's almost yeah. like thriller 
is like a subgenre of horror. Exactly. Exactly. You know? I don't I don't even mind having these discussions with people. The problem is today, especially with social media, it's it's not really a, a conversation or even a friendly debate. It's I'm right, you're wrong, you're stupid, and it's like, you know what? <laughs> you can't argue with peop- with somebody. You can't even talk to somebody who's just convinced that their opinion is fact. Oh, I, I, and we're seeing it day in and day out on the page, and it drives yeah. me fucking insane. And yeah. I, I was joking, but, like, I mean, I took, like, I listen to what people say, and sometimes I'm like, I just haven't had time to go out and check every movie out in the theater. So when I heard a lot of people that I actually respect their opinions of say that Alien Covenant wasn't all that great, I said, okay, great, I'll, I'll wait till it comes out. I fucking check it oh. on on the plane on the way to, uh, to Winnipeg, and I fucking said, like, what, are, pe- are people insane? This movie's great, great, and I loved it. And uh, and you cannot like it. That's okay, but I don't know to say it's shit. I I just don't I, I just don't get it because I don't think it was shit. Oh, <laughs> the internet has made everybody into a critic, but it's made everybody into a negative critic. I mean, I guess the whole the word critic is supposed to be to critique. So usually that's negative. That's usually kind of like taking something apart. Oh. But I mean. I don't know. You can't really see anything anymore. Like JP put up a post <laughs> yesterday saying something about horror fans and say all the negativity in, in, you know, amongst the horror fans. And I'm like, homie, it's not just horror fans. That's just the world. And that's just the world wide web now. Mm. So no, it's true. Cause somebody even made a comment in that post saying, try going to a Marvel or a DC uh, message anywhere. board. It's 10, it's 10 times worse. He said, I'm like, mm. I can only imagine because R is a much smaller niche. And, yeah, niche. It's, it's niche the internet. <laughs> you always fuck me on that. <laughs> every one of us, every one of us has a voice on the internet, and everybody it, it just wants to kind of outdo each other, it seems, when it comes to shitting on something. And that's the problem. Years ago, you never would have heard people say that's the worst movie ever, occasionally. But not every other month, I hear another person calling a different movie the worst movie ever. You know what? I can't talk about it anymore. You know no, what? It's hey, making you mad. I blame comic book guy on The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Honestly, that he was the guy that came True. out with worst movie ever, worst book <laughs> ever, and I think literally he was the start of that. I mean, True. not of, of the people's opinions, but his wording, his verbiage. And that's yeah. A, yeah, that's a parody on people that already existed, and then it became yeah. reality. That's the sad part. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a time, that guy was the guy that was the minority. Now it seems like it's 50-50 with negative Nancys out there. <laughs> I don't mind if people are negative. Just give give reasons why you don't like it. I mean, don't just be like the worst movie ever. Be like, okay, here's what I didn't like about it. I know a it's lot not- of people who have criticisms about great movies and actually have given pretty decent scores with, with um, relation to the new It film voice their opinion as to what they thought they didn't like and i was like that's valid it's valid they gave their opinion i, I they're not wrong i disagreed i felt this worked while they felt it didn't and there's one thing that we're going to talk about tonight with it yeah relating to a specific character that i feel what? people not necessarily missing the point but i think are maybe misinterpreting one thing about this particular character i can't wait to get into it all right yeah, yeah. let's not even talk about this anymore and stop comparing Stop, com- stop comparing the source material, other source material, this movie, that sequel. Watch a movie, and when the movie's over, have an opinion. Don't mention another movie or another fucking series or another source. Just take the movie as a movie, and I gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> and before you type your thoughts out, 
Put on a Jason mask and masturbate. <laughs> yes. Rub yeah, one out solves- and then type. Release the tension. Solves every problem. Yes, solves which, every problem. A which Jason mask? mask works best, though? <laughs> Royce. I, I was going to say Royce. Royce. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You guys are on the same page. That's why. Yeah, man. We're on that shit. Okay, let's get into this message and guess who it is. You guys better know because you're supposed to have an answer for it. I've only reminded them twice, so if they don't. Hey, what's going on, guys? Derek here. Uh, I was listening to the last episode and great stuff as always. I really enjoyed Christian and his uh, entertaining jokes about cinema attack, even. <laughs> Especially when he was telling him in the Coliseum as he was. Bada boom! Anyways, guys, I had a question for you guys since you guys are doing like the slasher kick lately. Uh, was there any like mask? Like, if you were going to make a slasher and. You wanted your own, like, certain mask for a movie. What mask would you do? I'm not saying, like, to be, like, crazy, but something that you've actually, like, never seen before, like, in a slasher film. Like, uh, anything, really. Like, I know, like, some slashers have better masks than others. So, uh, what would you want for a slasher killer's mask is the question I have. And P.S. Brandon, you definitely need an Everwing intervention, man, because, again, <laughs> like, Everywhere, everywhere, man. But I love you, brother. Sending my attack for life, exploding heads for life. You guys are doing great. Great stuff. Peace out. Thanks, Thanks homie. Uh, thanks, man. He's yeah. slightly more articulate in that message than he is on Cinema Attack. Uh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Bad up. My Everwing has, ever has cut down. Quick answer off the top of my head would be a, a deer head worn over a person's head, and the movie would be called Doe Fuck With Me. <laughs> <laughs> and the sequel will be called Buck Yourself. Yeah, go buck yourself. <laughs> awesome. I love it. We just started a fucking them. franchise. There it is. Boom. Yeah. How many movies do we have the idea for? <laughs> right. No, we don't even have the idea. We got the poster art and the title. Yeah, that's, that's all you need. Sell it. Sell it to Variety. With it Dude, coming out now, let's go try to sell that. <laughs> you got to get it on. Exploding Heads horror movie, it, it would be the best fucking thing ever. I Damn. swear we had this question. I know you said no, it was just It was similar. Else. Okay, a, let's hear your mask. A catcher's oh. mask. I'm kidding. A catcher's mask? <laughs> like, you probably made that same baseball. joke last time. No, I didn't. No, I'm not Brandon. <laughs> okay. uh, no, but I did I did keep my same mask. I still like the idea of an executioner's mask. Yeah. No one's Ex- like a guy well, other a than the ass. gallows or whatever, but I like that idea. The gallows. Leave the gallows alone. That's uh, I don't need to restart. <laughs> don't gallows, leave my gallows alone. I had an idea, not more about. I was gonna say it's not more about the mask. It's more about something else. But the question's about the mask. So I don't want to say it's not about the mask. Okay. But we have two mask killers in the film, and the ultimate reveal is that it's one killer with two heads, wearing a two-sided mask. Should I edit this part out? <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, it's like it's a yin and yang mask. It's like it's like some sort of freak with two heads. And one Wait, side is Did you see speaking of an American horror story freak show? That's what I'm th- that's what I'm thinking of. He has the two faces and they're each wearing a different mask and you think it's two killers competing with each other ultimately in the end it's like one entity. Oh, so the viewer only sees one side and one holy fuck. Yeah, I'm I not. I'm just... not down with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Wait, Dave is. 
No the, way, it can't work though because you, when you see the back of the head, you it's the guy can't use his arms in the front of him because they're in the front. Like if a head's back here, unless he's gonna walk like this, he's got two of everything: two cocks, two forearms, four arms. He's got four arms on his forearms. <laughs> Braided's dreaming. <laughs> I think this is gonna be a solo project. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got yeah, lots that, of yeah that 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 went up in flames fast um yeah i shouldn't have, i shouldn't have it was my fault cocks. i got too particular nah it it, it, Wait, it went down pretty quick I, you had me at two cocks <laughs> went down quicker than christian at fleet week once uh, again no fucking you're on Bruce. exploding heads right now <laughs> <laughs> the caliber right. is a little higher on the show yeah i thought that was a good host. fleet week joke it was it was <laughs> Was, and that's the decent. only time it's appropriate to yell out in public. That's a lot of semen. That's a callback to what episode? I think that might be episode two. Yeah. <laughs> a real early one. Yes. Yeah. Like a, I was going to say a single digit. Definitely. Yeah, that's definitely an early joke. For Brandon, it's like, sure. a, like he asks for permission. Can I crack a joke now, guys? Can I, can I crack a joke? Yeah, just say the fucking <laughs> joke. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you again, B, for the second time again tonight. Check it out. You can have the same killer. But it's going to be masqueraded as a regular killer with whatever kind of mask you want. You know, let's just say a, a fucking jester. I don't know, whatever. So he's got a mask on. Why do you got to bring up Slaughter High? You know, I hate that film. I like jester puppets. Can I, I, like, I like ghouly muppets. I like jester puppets. <laughs> jester puppets. Ghouly muppets. That should be like our, our ad, you know? Did you see somebody post a picture of that, like, ghouly uh, figure that was for sale? Like on eBay? Yes, and yeah, somebody I, wrote, look, and I, I think Bill wrote, look, an actual ghoulie Muppet. No, I didn't, how did I miss that? Was that uh, recent? I'll tag in it later. I'll find it. <laughs> it was real funny. Okay, let me fix this for you. All right, go ahead. So the guy wears a mask, right? And then when it becomes final girl time, final chase, something happens. The guy, the mask comes off, or maybe his face gets whacked, and it rips in the back. And then all of a sudden, you see that the entire time that he's being controlled by the other head, which is on the other side, like the face, like in Freak Show, and then the reveal of the second face being there. And his mask is obviously just the guy's hair. But still, you know what I mean? Wouldn't it be a cool reveal at the end of the film to, to see that there's a second head and he's been guiding it the whole time? And it'd be yeah, scary. and then the girl yells out, that was the guy behind the mask. He's the man behind the mask. He's the yeah. real Leslie Vernon. Oh, wowzers. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. He's Jason Part 6. Okay, anyway. The only thing that can save this now is three cocks. (laughs) Well, I'm going to save it now. What, in your mouth? (laughs) With my one cock. (laughs) What do you mean? And my Jason mask. No, no. (laughs) I'm going to save it now with a ridiculous... You guys are going to laugh at me, but you're not going to think about it until I explain it, okay? This is my mask. Take a look at a baseball, or a softball for that matter, Okay. You know how it's stitched on a ball, you know, when you see the, the red stitching on, on a baseball or a softball? Yeah. Picture taking a ball, a bunch of baseballs apart, okay, and making that into one giant mask. So it's mostly white with just, like, red stitching Stitch and then a couple, a couple holes for the eye. But this long white thing, because it's going to come down, like, to here, and it's going to be all ragged looking and fucked up looking, and it's made out of baseballs. Don't you think that'd be cool? No. No, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking make one, and I'm gonna wear it. Actually, no, I'm thinking about that. Would, that would that would be pretty grimy. I think it would. It would look yeah. like Leatherface wearing a big baseball. But see, <laughs> baseball. Yeah, I knew I, I knew you'd make a joke about it being a baseball head, but it's not gonna look that way because when you take all these different fragments from these different balls, 
<laughs> and you stitch them together. He's literally going to have balls face. across his face. <laughs> Why don't you just balls go across your mask? Pubic hair mask. I'm telling you, take a serious approach and think about that mask. It would be fucking scary right. and bumpy and lumpy and fucked up looking and kind of dirty because it's been on baseballs and shit. It would be a fucked up mask. So that's my answer. I think mine will be, you know, those footballs and how they get all the stitching. I think that I'll. We'll just... <laughs> a pigskin? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Rawhide versus pigskin. <laughs> mine will be a Medusa mask, but. The hair coming out of it will be dildos of different sizes and colors. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me, actually. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. That's Brandon written all over it. I thought you were going to make a sports joke. I thought you were going to say they're going to be golf clubs or something coming out of this fucking yeah. That didn't relate to ours at all, Brandon. You know what? I can't even think of a mask. You know, the executioner's mask is good. The baseball idea is good. I really couldn't think of a single mask idea. I, I'm thinking animals for some reason. That just haven't been done. <laughs> I, was that... sexually, I was thinking sexually. I'm sorry. Why? Because I said animals that haven't I'm... been done. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking about you fucking whatever. Right. Like a right spider. I don't death. know. I, I don't like spiders. A I just spider. I, I imagine a spider mask would freak me out. A mask made of spiders? Dead ones? Imagine that. A whole bunch of them. We call it the name of the movie is Daddy Long Legs. Okay. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. This segment needs some severe trimming. My movie's (laughs) called Slugger. So does my pubic hair mask. Needs some severe trimming. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Oh, wowzers. Okay, let's get out of here. Let's get another freaking movie. movie. Let's get get into triple R's here. We we may as well just start. Let's just get on this it thing and get this over with because it. Let me tell you something. I'm going to let you guys go first because what I'm going to say, I think you... I've listened to no less than 13 podcasts review this film now in this past week. So to say I have ammunition for a rebuttal is an understatement. And I'm not saying it's a rebuttal to any particular cast or anything like that, but most of the things have been very positive. But the complaints that people have had, I have something to say back to them and say, hold on, hold on a second. You're not thinking of it from this perspective. I have things to say about it. And I'm not going to sit here and defend it because I think it's a perfect movie because it's not. But we'll get to that at the end. But I'm just saying, I have things to say, and I want to hear what you guys have to say. We're gonna we're not we're gonna skip a synopsis and just jump into it. Well, go ahead. You can do a synopsis. I don't care. It from 2017. A group of bullied kids band together when a shape shifting demon, taking the appearance of a clown, begins hunting children. Yeah, and this is uh, I know it's not a remake. This is a another adaptation of the original source material from Stephen King. Yes, and guess what? I don't give a fuck if Joe Blow calls it a remake or not. Neither do I. I just didn't want to because I've been seeing how many people are getting so pissed when you say it's a remake. Just fucking relax. Is is it really that important in your life to correct somebody because you don't want to call it a remake? Who gives a fuck? That's what I'm trying to say here. Just enjoy the movie for what it is. Dave Z1, you guys. Internet zero. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I mean, you. do you want to get into your things, Brandon, or do you want me to go quick? I mean, I, I mine's quick as usual. Yeah, my, uh, mine's quick, quick too. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, my, maybe I'm not as quick as I thought. I said er- everything just seems right production value-wise. I said the cinematography, the locations, the music, and sound design. I said oh, all the you. performances are winners. Ah. The, the kids are great. I said now shout out to Alex 
Harrow, I think that's his name, Harrow from our page, he mentioned in a post that um, he thought it was a better Nightmare on Elm Street film than the 2010 remake. I said, and he's right. I go, they're funny that there's a Nightmare 5 cameo in the film because I said, my thing is, there lies the one issue I had with the movie. There are some Nightmare 5, 6, and 7 Freddy-isms. Moments where Pennywise Freddy's out, but Freddy's out in the bad movies. And this happens only two or three times, but I didn't like it. And I said, and sorry, BC, that's Bill Cassinelli from the Horia Mafia Cousins uh, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I did find the CG to be a little distracting in places. I said, now, it's not hugely distracting, but I said the leper was a misstep for me. He actually said that he didn't think the leper, he didn't even realize it was CGI. CG. He's not. Like, he's not CGI. The only CG was used in some of the facial, uh, you know, the, the close-ups of the face when it moved. Of the leper. But everything else was the costume. Yeah, but of the, the leper's face, right? Was just CG. a little bit in the face. Yeah, but, but the that, rest of it is real. I just was like, oh. And I might say, to, I, I just, I was like, oh, that was a little odd. Why didn't they just do, go practical? But that was just my thought process. I go, because I finish it with saying, however, these are very, uh, really just nitpicks that only slightly taint an otherwise, an otherwise solid and fun movie-going and movie-watching experience. And I gave it an 8 out of 10. Nice. Nice. You know what? I, I really second almost everything you you said. I mean, the, these characters were fantastic. The music was phenomenal. I loved every single one of these kids. I thought the dialogue between them was perfect. I hear people complaining about this one cursing. This is how kids talk. Amen. This Especially is exactly... In yeah. Oh, yeah, and you know what? I, and I loved the Freddy Five because I said it when we first started the show. The Freddy Five was the first movie I saw in theaters, which was July of '89, which was when they showed it in the movie July of '89. Because then a few weeks later, Friday Eight came out. So um, yeah, and it did have the feel of of uh, of Nightmare on Elm Street, definitely, especially with the library scene in particular. I, That's I when I that noticed scene. it. That's yeah. exactly when it occurred to me. That, that exact moment. It's funny you should say that because it reminded me of like the scene in like any of the early nightmares, especially part one with, with her being in school and falling asleep, which yes. we've seen in several. Yes. Sorry to interrupt. I just, it no, up. no, that's, that's fine. I, you <laughs> know what? The CGI, I, I will say, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm going to say I had a few issues with it. Not so much with Pennywise, but maybe with the leper could have been a little bit less in the face, but the way I'm going to justify all that, even the stuff that might look a little shoddy to some people, is that this is the kids' fear. The kids don't know what a leper looks like exactly. So they're going to imagine it in this horrifying, almost non-human-like way, which was the way it was presented. The same way Pennywise is presented. But I thought Bill Bill Skarsgård does a phenomenal job. I mean, he puts so much time and effort into preparation. His dialogue scenes are some of the best scenes in the whole movie. And that's why I complained about the CGI parts, you know, where he's doing the, you know, the shaky running and stuff. I would oh, have ra- I would have rather he had done more talking because his voice was so menacing to me. I loved it so much. And one of the biggest complaints I hear about is with Bev's character and that's that she they made her too strong. And I think what? people yeah, they made her oh, too yeah. strong a character. Yep. And the thing with that is, yes, she was strong in this movie. She was definitely, you know, with her and Bill, were definitely the two strongest in the Losers Club. But it didn't take away from her vulnerability or the fact that she's still a 13-year-old girl who has suffered a lot and is nowhere near mentally 
fine. Yeah, amen. You you nailed it. And yeah, I had no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah, no, but people uh, are saying they made yeah. her too strong. So how can how can she be vulnerable? If you know, if they play it out similar in the second half, no, I like, thought they did a good balancing act with that. It's two. Sure. Yeah, it's two different things. And I you love what the backstory with Ben. Yeah, they're, they're comparing, comparing Christian. That's the problem. Hey. Looking at Bev from the book and they're looking at Bev from the miniseries. And that's where their mistake is. And but. Christine brought this up earlier, and I apologize to Christine. I think I told you guys this. I've seen the miniseries once. I saw the miniseries back when it came out. I taped it and watched it afterwards, and I never watched it again. I've seen shots of Pennywise uh, on, on YouTube and whatever. I remember it feeling dated back then. And it's funny because BC did say that he watched it recently and thought it was dated. I have nothing against the movie. I, I, I may check it out again down the road, but I don't remember liking it even back then. I was never a huge fan of it. So I went into this movie not thinking of any comparisons. I was just going into the movie hoping to enjoy a horror film, and I did. Yeah, see, I never read the book, and I only saw the miniseries once, and it was a long time ago as well. So I, I totally went in blind to this one, and I loved it. I really did. There's only one thing I have to correct that you said, and I, because I was questioning myself, because this came up before, I think in episode one, actually, of our show. Check it out. Go back and listen to the back catalog, everybody. Uh, yeah, do it. But do it. Uh, Friday 13th came out first at the end of July, and Nightmare on Elm Street 5 came out in August. Because I, oh, I was... that's how I remember it, and I, re- and I, that's how I remember saying it, even in episode one, and I remember it that way. And then you said it came out the other way, and I'm like, okay. And it was in August. The only reason I say that, though, is it because I know that the, the, the it takes place over the course of the three months. It might have been August when so, when Dream or when yeah. uh, Nightmare Five was uh, showing. So you might be. I could, I honestly couldn't remember which yeah. one I saw first. And then I was I was just correct. I didn't think it was a flaw in the movie, nor do I really care because that was kind of like uh, that was kind of like a thumbs up to us. Again, a little. Easter egg, if you will. I know yeah. some people's definitions of Easter eggs are even questionable, but the <laughs> fact that they even had that in the movie was cool. Yeah, that was. You know it what? I might have actually said in the original show that Friday Eight might have been the first, so I might have just lied tonight. <laughs> lied. <laughs> it was just you just said it like backwards. It's fine, no big deal. But Dave, like I, my nitpicks are nitpicks. Like I actually really enjoyed the movie, but I, I, I just like you said, I didn't think it was a, a perfect film, and I hovered it coming in a little higher. But I feel like for one watch, I haven't watched it three times like you. One watch, a, a nice eight is perfect. Yeah, I want to save my rate. I'm gonna save my rating just till after Dave talks a little bit about it because I want to hear some of the things you have to say, especially seeing it three times. But I mean, uh. everything everything Christian said, I'm I'm on board with. I some of the CGI scenes, like I said, bothered me, but not because I thought they were necessarily horrible CGI. Just because I wanted more Pennywise dialogue. Fair enough. I, I can see that. But who was the, the fear of the fat film. guy? The fat kid, sort of tits. And I'm sorry to refer to him as the fat kid. Yeah, what Since was we're all his, fear of this? Because his fear Because his fear of that headless thing coming at him, that was the first time I'm like, mm, I'm not sure if I like this. But then it was a very quick scene and they're off of it. And I'm like, okay, I'm forgiven. And then there was so much good stuff. The good stuff far outweighed any of these little negatives. But I did say twice to myself, because I was by myself, so I didn't turn to the person beside me and freak them out. <laughs> Uh, but in, in my, in my mind's eye, in my head, I was saying like, hmm, I didn't like this, like two, maybe three times, but there are three small scenes. I didn't think about that. Cause they didn't really go into his fear. I guess he has a fear of giving head. <laughs> <laughs> his fear. That's why it's not a perfect movie. That's something else. They show something very quickly in the end fight 
when that little scene when all that stuff happens, when you see this guy's fear and this guy's fear and this girl's fear. All at once there was one part, and that's, again, that's why it's not a perfect movie. I have a few minuscule complaints. And one of them is the editing in that scene. But with the shaky cam, it moved a little bit too quick. It was one of the complaints I had about Rob Zombie's 31, that Mm -hmm. I couldn't keep up with the action. There was just that one part here when that happened. And there was this one shot when Pennywise grabbed uh, Ben's head and zoomed in on something. And you saw something on the other end that was a face of something, but it happened so quick, I don't know what it was. But I believe that's supposed to be his fear. Maybe it's the headless headless kid. Maybe he's just afraid of everything. And when he saw that of a headless kid that freaked him out and that's what he's currently afraid of because he's a kid because when you're a kid you go through phases on the things that scare you Maybe well wasn't that was wasn't that headless kid related to the research he was doing on dairy absolutely that's how he discovered it it was yes yeah, so so his fear was coming from his discovering the dark secrets of dairy which sure. which actually kind of makes it okay with me and again they had, a, they had they're touching on things this is a two-hour movie part one or chapter one, or however you want to call it. But the reality is you're going to miss some of that stuff that's in the book because the book is fucking huge. They're making, And this is still only half of the book. And where I'm going with it is you still can't fit everything in a movie. You're never yeah. going to be able to do it. And I thought they balanced that quite well. But there's, yeah, just again, a few little nitpicks that keep it from being a 10 out of 10. Or in my case, a 9 out of 10. And I, I went for that 8. I mean, I love the the bathroom scene with Bev, with the blood. Oh, I thought that was so, phenomenal. and So uh, bloody. And yeah. Jeremy said it on 22 Shots. Yeah, he, he did. He did. Right. He hit it it's right on the head. And he's right. Yes, he hit that right on the head. But here's something I noticed yesterday because of watching XT. There's a scene just like, it was almost the same exact hair they used in XT when the hair came up and freaking... Pulled her into the sink. Yeah. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It was cool as fuck. And I just happened to be watching XT because for the show, and then I noticed it yesterday. I'm like, holy shit, it's like almost the same effect that they used in that movie. It was so weird. Cool. Yeah. Cool. You know? Okay. Brandon, do you have more? No, you know what? When I was listening to 22 Shots Review, uh, I believe it was JP who said they missed an opportunity to maybe use Freddy as a fear, maybe for Richie. Um, and yes. I thought... and. I you know, I thought maybe that would be a cool idea. I don't. I really don't know how I feel about it. I thought it was a good point to bring up. I'm just thought I'd bring it up more as conversation between us as to what you guys think. Would I th- that I have think been they avoided. I think they avoided it because pretty much Pennywise, he's not as wise cracking, maybe, but he's Freddy, a different. I mean, in the sense of like an icon, different character. I'm, I'm going to get railed for making that comparison, but ultimately, it's New Line Cinema. As one of the partners putting this movie out, they already have the House of Freddy, as we know, and they already put the ode to like Nightmare on Elm Street in there. I don't think they needed to go the extra step and, and make him Freddy. I think that just puts too much of a spotlight on that. He's his own character. Let him let him be his own character. Yeah, true. But okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna flash back. I was watching the miniseries a week ago before I went to see this at the movies because I wanted I had it fever. I bought the book again. I was reading it. I wanted to see it again. I watched it with my wife and daughter, and I was pre-gaming to go see it because I got suddenly I got excited like the past like month or two just from listening to podcasts because you know I don't watch anything. But when I was hearing people's reaction to the videos and the way they were talking about it, all of a sudden I started buying into the hype, and I was like, and I was genuinely excited to go, and it ended up being worth the hype. Like I went into it, and it doesn't happen much, but I went in there. 
and I was expecting a big movie, and I got a big movie. It felt like a big movie. On top of everything else, this is a, it's a one-of-a-kind movie. But let me start with this Nightmare on Elm Street thing. As I'm watching the first film, uh, the, the miniseries, pardon me, there's this one scene where uh, they're in school, or wherever it is, and Richie goes downstairs. She's afraid of the wolf man. And he goes downstairs into this janitorial, custodial type thing that I believe in the school. And it's almost it almost looks like a boiler room. And he go and it, when he goes down these stairs, I'm like, wow, this is a little bit nightmarish, as in Elm Street. And I say to my wife, a, a light bulb went off in my head. I said, holy shit, it just occurred to me that this movie, well, I, I knew it was going to take place in, in the 80s, but I said, it just occurred to me that they could do this exact same scene and because it's a boiler room looking thing, they can when they go to the movies instead of seeing the Wolfman movie, they could go see an Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And then when they go down there, he could see Freddy instead uh, of the Wolfman and just see him for a minute. He doesn't have to talk. Just scratch his nails up against the freaking thing, make make some noise, and uh, make a you know maybe say one little thing, say his name, make a few steps, and the kid runs away. That would be fucking boss. And I I had the idea then, uh, of course. Now we're, we go to the thing, and then when I see it on the thing, I says the Nightmare on Elm Street 5 on the thing. I'm like, holy fuck. Is this? I looked at my wife. I said, is this really going to happen? I got excited. But that, then if you're familiar with the story, that's that's too far into the film for it to happen then. But regardless. So I had that idea. And then when I got out of the film, as I was watching – let me go back. As I'm watching the film, what you said about the egg scene in school, it was just like a Nightmare on Elm Street. And it just occurred to me. I'm like, Wow. That's when I came back and I wrote uh, uh, as my Facebook post before anybody else could beat me to it. I wrote a nightmare on it street. I coined the phrase right away before the comparison started because I knew some other people were going to do it. And I wanted to put it out there because I felt I had the right because I called it even before the movie came out. I was excited. I was jazzed about the film, you know. So so I said that. And here's what's here's what's weird about that. The same exact shit happens in the miniseries. And I never made the connection. This is the exact same thing. The kids each face their fears one-on-one with this dream demon, if you will, except they're, it's not a dream, and they're awake. The only difference between it, the miniseries, and this, and Nightmare on Elm Street, is they're not going to sleep. How I never made that comparison before with the miniseries, I don't know, but for some reason, it's the same thing here, and it was very obvious. So if anyone's going to tell you that they did anything like Nightmare on Elm Street, all you got to do is go back to the miniseries, and they did it there, too. So enough of that. Enough of the comparison because they did it there too. So if you're so holding the book and that in such high regard, guess what? It's the same shit really. But whatever. Bev, and let me say this. You guys did not have anywhere near the complaints that I heard from people. So that that's great. Uh, Bev, here's what I'm going to say about her. Her character is – yes, it's unlike the other stuff, but I don't care. Stop with the fucking source material bullshit. I'm tired of that hipster fucking bullshit where everybody has to cite the source material as a complaint for a different entity, like that Death Note movie. And like, okay, because Death Note was an anime and something else. So everyone that watched that movie, Death Note, had to bitch. Oh, wow, this isn't like this. The anime's this, this, and this. They're whitewashing. They're doing this. I want to get that and freaking like, uh, what's that shit? The Dark Tower. People that read The Dark Tower and watched the movie complained. Some people watched The Dark Tower knowing nothing about it, and I didn't see it, and I never read it. But those people always have to complain. It's these same fucking people, like with The Walking Dead fucking comics. Oh, well, the comic, it's this. So this, the show sucks. Shit like that. All this comparing to source material, 
and people coming out using that as a complaint about a different entity, I just want to grab a, a megaphone and just go up to their face and, and say, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really have a megaphone there? That sounded genuine. Thanks. I tried. It doesn't matter. They do it that doesn't... with Fuller House, too. <laughs> it's going to be like full house. I'm like, Michelle doesn't have to be there. She fucking sucks anyway. <laughs> Aw. But, I mean, come on. Put that bullshit aside and take this for a movie that it is. When people complain about the movie, oh, that's nothing like the history. That's nothing like the book. Why did they do this? Why? Who fucking cares? It's a movie. Take it as a movie. Sit your ass down like watching any other movie and stop being a fucking hipster and comparing it and saying, oh, well, I'm not going to watch that because of this. Get the fuck off your horse. But anyway, let me just stop. Go read the book again, asshole head. Bev. Asshole head. (laughs) People want to bitch about Bev and say that this is not the character that they're used to and that she shouldn't be strong. How about this? Many people in this world portray themselves one way in in the privacy of their own home and one way out of their home. Just because you're an abused child doesn't mean that you're going to be weak everywhere you go. Yes, you're weak in the house. Sure. You're getting beat on and it sucks and you're in a terrible position. But just why would you not want to portray yourself as – you would have more of a chip on your shoulder to show yourself as being strong than a person who has a perfect family life. Not every person that uh, that is abused can be categorized in this little box. These are abused children. This is the way abused children are supposed to act. They have to be weak all the time. They have to be sheepish. They have to be fucking afraid of – no. A lot of kids are abused in the home. And outside of the home, they want to come off as strong. Case in point, the other kid in this movie, Henry Bowers, who is bullying everybody else because he's bullied by his asshole dad. All right? Uh, now, I know uh, it's different levels of abuse. I know that. I know that th- there's sexual abuse for Bev, and this is a different type of abuse. But just because somebody is going through bad shit in their life doesn't mean that they can't be strong. You know, they're going to show everyone else that they're strong, and they're going to rise to the occasion. Why does that have to be put in a box as a character? So I have no problem with Bev. And if you have a problem with Bev, I'm sorry. Stop, A, comparing to the source material, and B, just think about what I said. They don't have to be that way. Okay, the CGI. Please tell me a movie, a Hollywood movie these days that would be that does not use CGI. And don't tell me all of it's great. How can you do this movie without putting CGI in it? You know how hard this type of movie would be? Anything supernatural? How are you going to do half this shit without CGI? It's... Those days are over. I'm sorry. It's 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 gone. You're not going to see movies practical all the time anymore. You might I, see. I hear movies. you. I hear you. But right? no matter whether it's practical or whether it's CG, if it takes you out of the movie for a moment, it takes you out of the movie for a moment. There's there there's right. no. That's just the reality of it. So whether like that's what I'm saying. Just for like a split second, like well, that that leopard doesn't look all that great. Oh, that like there's just a couple of moments, but, right, but they don't ruin the movie. Sorry? Like the Conjuring movies and any supernatural horror movie that you sit your ass down at the theater to see. Isn't there a CGI moment in that film that you're you kind of like, eh? Doesn't it always happen? I'm sure it does. But I'm, I'm just saying, based on based on what we're talking about here, I, I just mentioned in Alien Covenant, too. I read that some of the CG took me a little bit out of the movie. No biggie. It's just, if we're going to be critiquing them, I will look at, I try to look at everything. I'm, I'm not going to say it sunk the movie because it didn't. But it, it, I definitely admit that, you know, occasionally it kind of took, just took me out of the movie for a second. I'm with and you. Maybe and actually question scene? say I didn't like it. <laughs> Did you have any no. issues with any of uh, Pennywise's CGI? Because I felt like personally like him coming out of the projector was terrifying. I thought he, when he was in the house and he like kind of contorts himself. 
And yep. the tort was great. The, pe- yeah, the, yeah. the projector was great. Uh, yep. And even when he Freddy's out with getting his mouth big, it worked. Where yeah. it didn't work oh, in Freddy. Yeah. But there's some other there's some other things that I thought were just uh, yeah I can't I I. I I remember there's three things that that irked me. One of them was Pennywise. What the about one, the uh, the, the was it the dancing scene? Oh, I love like, the dancing. Scene. I, no, yeah, I thought that was his, terrifying. Where his body's turning around, but his head's still there. His body like, was moving, but his, yeah, his body's dancing. Yeah, I like the carnival. No, yeah, I actually I like that. So it, 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 like that worked because again, there is a nightmarish quality to it that works. But so like sometimes it can work. So it, it, that's the thing. You never know what's going to irk certain people. But the leopard didn't need to be CG at all. At all. But he barely was. It's just the facial movements, which is a lot of work to do with something like that. You know what I mean? So I'm not surprised. That's all I'm saying. And people were complaining a lot. We're complaining about the woman that came out of the painting. That's a painting. It's supposed to look fucked up that way. If it looked like a regular thing, it just, I don't know. That part was creepy as fuck to me when he finally did come out and they saw him uh, biting on, um, what's his name? Oh, that was crazy. The Jewish kid. When they saw him biting him. Stanley. You know? Yeah. And then, and then she backed off and then went away. With the way she walked backwards, she was like kind of slinking. That was fucking scary looking, man. And then Pennywise came back. That was great, but like CGI. Like when the hands came out of his head, it looked like tentacles at the end because that was supposed to be representing the hands that Mike saw when his parents were burning. That to me was a little wonky. And there were maybe two other things, but on the whole, a, a, a two hour fifteen minute film, it just. There was very little for me to complain about. And as far as Pennywise's presence, I thought it was perfect. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. I remember waiting. Oh, I can't wait to see Pennywise again. It's going to be great. And then you wait a little bit, and then he comes out, and it's fucking great. You just get him dosed in there, and it's just – it wasn't too much. It was perfect to me. I didn't even notice the CGI on him either. So whatever. I just uh, – some I of think, it I, just, I think some people might be confusing some of it because he actually put a lot of work into – contort and he took contortion classes he did a lot of training for this role so some of it might look like cgi that isn't i know they add cgi on top of it but you know his his mouth and stuff everything moves in a weird way because he prepared for this role for for a couple of years (laughs) he did great i thought he was great i thought he was great and then the only reason why i mentioned that i wanted more dialogue from him is because of how much i fucking love the opening scene with georgie oh that that opening, opening scene. Oh hell yeah! Long, hell long. yeah! When he, when he <laughs> takes his fucking arm off, I'm like, holy shit! They're showing it. Right. <laughs> Amazing! Ama- I oh my god! Wow! Wouldn't it have been funny though if if uh, and this is a little spoilerish, so if anyone's listening, just skip like thirty seconds. But if at the end when Bill shoots him with the uh, slaughter gun, it was actually George. He's like, oh shit! I fucked up because he's like, you're not Georgie. And the other guys are like, oh, no, wait, that was Georgie. <laughs> when I was in the theater, somebody said that to, behind me. Someone kept talking, like, oh, my God, it is him. They really, really, really believed that it really, really wasn't going to be him. It took so long. And tell me that wasn't a nod to the thing, the way that shit happened. When he started shaking that way right after that scene and, and go, going into Pennywise mode and the way he shook and then the noise he made, that was all ripped right from the fucking thing. Yeah, That's this movie gave, gave a feel of, of so many movies. Stand Dude. by me, Goonies, Nightmare, Thanks. so many. So it just E.T. a lot of member berries. These aren't member berries. This works. This is a combo. This is perfect. No, they're I'm not ripping it off. I'm saying it's a good thing. It is. It's a great. This is a one of a kind movie because it has all. No other movie combines E.T., Goonies, Stand by Me, The Thing, Nightmare on Elm Street. 
all these fucking there's not another movie like this you cannot you cannot tell me there's another movie like this that is this horrific type of elements in it with fucking kids being murdered and us seeing it and scary fucking shit and has their camaraderie with the kids and some people complain about the kids and how they didn't do enough with Mike's character. Let me tell you something. This was the biggest one. Everybody talked about Mike's character because Mike in the original and in the book was the guy that brought all the history stuff into the picture. Right? In this movie, they gave that to Ben. Now, I don't mind that because it makes sense that Ben would be doing that because he's new in town. He's that, that shit makes sense. He's in the library. He explains himself as to why. So I get that. People keep complaining about how Mike was kind of a throwaway character and what, he wasn't utilized. Picture this. This is a two-hour, 15 movie. The original film is three hours and 12 minutes. Now, if you would have taken everything chronologically like you're doing here, between parts one and two of the miniseries, and put them back to back, let's just say they'd be a 90-minute film of just the kids. Mike would not be in that film until the last 20 minutes because he's the last person introduced in the Losers Club. And that's just the way it is. First, it's the four of them. Then Ben comes in, then Bev comes in, and then Mike. And the only thing Mike really does is they have a little conversation in class that when he says, and the biggest problem is, how did this whole town disappear without a trace? He, he has that little bit of, you, you know, after- <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's Mike. So, so Mike's story, <laughs> Mike is going to dominate chapter two. Because that's what the movie is. That's yeah. what the, the book is. That's what it was the first time. It's going to be all Mike because he's the one that stayed in. So he's going to stay in the town, remember everything that happened because he never left. That's the story. And he's going to get more into the history because he's probably going to work at the library like he does in the source. So there he is. Mike can't be there the whole time. It still focuses around Mike. Mike is the first person you see after the kill. Which oh god, how awesome is the when they when they show the the freaking the credit the uh you know the title sequence the way it comes up in the tunnel everything about this oh. movie and I'm bouncing I'm sorry I'm I'm just excited <laughs> <laughs> the way it starts right when you see Warner Brothers and you hear the kids chanting and then the lightning hits and it goes dark and you see the balloon go up uh, on the fucking shit and the rain coming down it yeah. felt like a big thing uh, you were part of something big it felt beautiful and then they started the film and then that amazing opening scene and then with the kids chanting and going through that freaking sewer pipe and seeing the it there it was fucking beautiful the way this shit was shot yeah uh, no agreed agreed oh uh, seriously th- those things are going on there it's coming in high the first... B, he's coming in high he's, dude if he ever the, comes down six out of the ten first thing, <laughs> the first thing you see is mike Mike with the whole thing about not wanting to kill the sheep. So you see right away, this is going to be his story. Like, okay, Mike's featured. Then he goes away. But he can't come back because that's the way the movie's set up. You see the four kids together, right? And then you see everybody go through their individual thing. You see Ben scare in the library and his shit with Henry. You see Bev's bullshit when they're fucking with her and what goes on with her at the house. This is the order of the film. They introduce each character one by one. So you can't have Mike before any of that because it wouldn't make sense. So think about that, guys. When you want to complain about Mike, Mike's going to dominate chapter two. So he's not going to go to waste. He's going to freaking bring it. He's going to be up to bat in fucking in chapter two. So anyway, people were complaining about that. Good and point. that's my rebuttal to that one. Um, citing source material, which you said yeah. we shouldn't do. <laughs> Stop citing source material. Just watch the damn movie. They're not going to do your character wrong. They're fine. I thought so, they did Mike fine. They had to do it that way. When he was on Jewish screen. Kid. Yeah. People complained about him. Eddie. Not Eddie. What is his? Stan- why can't I remember? Stanley. 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 Okay, Holy yeah. Shit. I had none of these fucking problems. 
I didn't oh, yeah, either. People are but... complaining about that, about Stanley not be, uh, being underutilized and he didn't do much and they just show this and it wasn't enough. All we know about him is that he's Jewish. It, 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 shit like that. You know what? There's only so much room. This is the two hour. How long do you want this fucking film to be? It's exactly. amazing enough that this movie's made the money it has being this length. What did you want? An extra 30 minutes? It would never work in a theater. Kids, are people going to go see a movie for fucking three hours, really? It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Oh, by the way, it took me the third time to figure it out. That kid kept reminding me of somebody, Stanley. I'm like, he looks just like somebody I know from other, a, a kid version. And it finally hit me the last time. He is William Cat, but a younger version. Picture that fucking kid, Stanley. He looks just like a younger version of William Cat. Maybe Ooh. maybe they'll get him to play him as an adult. Well, look at this kid's face next time you see them. He looks just like a young William Cat. He's a, he's fucking he's the greatest American Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. What's so your anyway, goddamn reading? Let me say one more, two more things, please, real quick. Please. The anthrax thing <laughs> was great because in the beginning the kid has the shirt on, and it's a reference to Stephen King because the lyrics are for Among the Living, which is written about the stand, and the lyrics say "Follow him or die," right? Follow me or die. Right off the bat, it's a Stephen King's universe. It was a nice tribute to Anthrax by having him wear that particular shirt. And then later on when they had the rock fight and they play Anthrax. Antisocial, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great Nas Anthrax. I was like, nice, because they're big Stephen King fans. They've written like five or six songs about his books. So they're, they're all, all into his shit. So I thought that was really cool. Um, the basement scene was the scariest fucking thing to me. With, uh, with Georgie, the puppet thing, that whole fucking thing to me. Was terrifying. Like right out, and then when 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 he runs right at him real quick at the end, and he runs upstairs, and then he slinks down. I, I like sat back in my seat. And I was like, "Whoa, that fucking got me." I thought that was it. That was so creepy. Oh, that's horror. Oh, that no. was it. That was Play it. Oh, float. Right. That, that was it. You thought that was it, but that was it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> one more thing. People are saying, "Why is this happening? Why is this happening? How come the parents are doing this, and how come they're not?" Because it basically grips the entire town. Yes, yes. Present, right? There's that's, no good parents in that Everybody part. was shitty. That's why yes. nobody's helping helping uh, Ben when they drive by. You see the balloon pop up. It's like the town is under a spell. All the parents are assholes. Even yeah. Bill's parents. Even his father says, he's dead. That's fucking, yeah. he's speaking, that's, when it comes around, it paints a thing on the entire town, Gary. It fucking runs it. So that's why these things are happening. Okay. Anyway, I except love the, the except the dairy farmers. Oh yeah, those poor bastards. Yeah. One more thing. Everyone's saying <laughs> that Bev is like a damsel in distress, and they're pissed off about it. She's not a damsel in distress. She is the strongest one of all of them, and fucking it realizes that. So it takes her because it knows it can't kill her because she doesn't fear him. That's why she puts her through that whole thing, kidnaps her. Yes, they know that they're gonna come after her. Because she is in distress. Yeah, but the, it's not a weakening of her character. They don't make her the damsel in distress. Of course, they're going to come no matter who it is. But he says, you don't, she says, I don't fear you. And he's like, you will. And then he shows her the deadlights and then she's suspended. But she's still not floating all the, with the other kids. She's not dead. She's the strongest one. It has to isolate her if it has any chance of getting the rest of them. So she's not playing damsel in distress role here. There you no, go. No, but the, but the point is you know, between chapter one and chapter two, 27 years are going to go by and they're not going to be a, a necessarily pleasant 27 years from her because she's been through a lot of shit. Right, and, and it's not supposed to be that way if you go by the source material, but they don't have to. But they yeah. don't have to, but I'm saying, you know, even if people want to just think that she's just simply the strong character, yes, she's strong, but she's also vulnerable. Just Absolutely. not to Pennywise. 
makes perfect that, sense. Yes. And that's perfect your feature that, review you know, of it. Yeah, I'm stopping. Okay, <laughs> boom. It's a nine and a half. It's a nine and a half out of ten. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm at a nine out of ten. It was nine the first time and the second time. And the third time I saw it, because I thought it was going to go down. Because when I saw this movie Super 8 the first time, it blew me away. Because it reminded me of E.T., Goonies, The Stand, Stand By Me, shit like that. It took me back. I had that feel when I watched it. And then when I bought it, when it came out on Blue, I watched it. And I was like, yeah, it's still good, but it didn't really get me the same way like it did the first time. Well, this movie, it fucking got better because Richie was less annoying. He wasn't annoying the first time, but I'd say 80% of his dialogue was great, and I thought they overdid it with some of the shit. But this time, after seeing it the third time, it, it all fits right, and it's great. So, And there you go. Nine, and that's nine, nine, nine. Dave Z's solo cast on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, I'm that was awesome. That was awesome. I'm, I'm glad we all liked it. I had a lot to say. This way we don't have to fight about it. Right. I'm just the most realistic about it. Yeah, let's see. Oh, I just, do, do, do Canadians even float? Yeah. You watered down bastard, you. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. We got triple R's to do. We'll do a couple quick ones that, that are, that are what do you call it. That was technically a triple R yeah, that we all was. had. It's okay. It's a, it's almost like a feature. Whatever. We talked about it. We had to talk about it. Every podcast is talking about it, and I had an awful lot to say, obviously. So I knew I had No shit. <laughs> and I cut it short. It was more. Believe me. Oh, I know. I, I think I was at fault there. We have um two of them. Two other movies that, that at least that we have to do because they're, uh, you know, the Patreon picks. Well, Frat House Massacre. We all saw that, correct? Yes. Okay. So... That was from Derek. This is his uh, triple R pick. So let's talk about Frat House Massacre quick. Do you want me to read a description for it? I don't care. Go ahead. All right. Frat House Massacre. I don't give a shit. Do whatever the hell you want. You fucked my review of it up. (laughs) (laughs) He's putting his review of it. Oh, of Red House Massacre 2008. Set in the late 70s, this gritty and twisted film taps the psychological and mental underpinnings of the meaning of the word brother in a way reminiscent of the best of late 70s grindhouse and early 80s slashers. That's not really a description of the film, but that's... No, directly, not at all. That's, that's their not, description of their own film. You know what, though? I, I'll say this. I had a lot of fun with this. No. I had moments of fun Mostly in the second half of this. It's too long. Oh, it has except, no reason to be two long. hours. No, no, it should have It should have been an hour and a half. I told you guys, I texted you, they easily could have trimmed out 30 minutes and you would have not lost any character development because it was already th- rammed down your throat like hellbent. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, I'll joke it aside, I did, I did say that it felt gayer than hellbent. There's a lot, oh, I, yeah. although there's some scenes of the girls naked and fucking and whatever like that. They, the, the camera seems to linger more along like the lower abdominal, like I mean, just below the the stomach, right above the cock and 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 the chest when they're all MMA fighting. Which there's a few of those sequences in this movie. How do they fit in? It's kind of crazy. But yeah. these yeah, frat house boys like make a bunch of fight. Mixed in. Yeah. <laughs> it's have you ever nuts. seen a? Fr- have you ever seen a frat full of so many psychopathic lunatics, though? No. I mean, they're literally killing pledges that don't make the cut, and all they do is degrade and rape women yeah. whenever they feel that. so misogynist. I got to admit, I enjoyed it for for the thing that I usually don't like in movies, and that's the brutality of it, because I was expecting it to be sort of like a boring character study. 
I don't know why that's what I thought it was going to be. And it was just more of a, just a more fucked up, just brutal frat house massacre. Well, the problem, <laughs> the problem is you gotta, you gotta have some angering point or I'm just not interested. So when none of the characters are likable, even the guy you're kind of supposed to root on is like, he's okay, but just mildly sure, better Bobby than were okay. Yeah, I guess. But it's just everybody else is such a fucking asshole in the movie that you just don't care. You, you know what it is with this movie? And, and Dave, you correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I felt like there were certain things that weren't developed that were thrown in there that made no sense. Like this psychic ability that the, uh, I guess, the the woman who raised them after their parents died had. And Aunt Jemima? <laughs> Mammy. Oh, diff- wrong movie. <laughs> Mammy. Poor lady. She was cool. I liked her. She's a good actress. Her too. I, and I said, actually, the acting on some characters was actually tolerable. Others were yeah. were brutal, but it, it had better than expected acting. And I said, there was an appeal to it. That same appeal that I had maybe when I saw Sleepaway Camp 2 for the first time. I like Sleepaway Camp 2 much more. Oh, but yeah. there's brutal kills in this movie. Once you get to them, and there's some really good kills. Yeah, they, yes, they do a little kills. bit. Yeah, good kills. They, good gore. They yeah. do a little bit maybe too much setup with Sean and Bobby. Yes. <laughs> you really only needed a, a couple of minutes. I mean, have you ever seen anyone in a coma who's at home like with no machines, nothing? <laughs> just gets to lay. He's in a coma, but he just gets to lay there in bed. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, he's just in a coma. He's in a, he's in a coma, but he doesn't need any medicine or breathing machines. <laughs> don't you know a coma is just a guy that sleeps and never wakes up? Yeah. <laughs> they don't have to monitor shit like that. No, but I, I wrote I wrote Vitals. a pros and cons list for this because this film, and I enjoyed the fact that they set in the 70s because they were able to avoid, like, the trope of having to deal with cell phones and stuff like that. So, so th- How about that the, was... I like the Coke disco. <laughs> that was great, huh? <laughs> the, the Coke disco when they're at the disco and all the cocaine out in the open like that. Oh, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> yeah, or when or when the when he asks uh, Bobby disco, he's like, yeah, I can dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had that written down right here. Yeah, yep. yeah, I can disco? dance. Yeah, I can dance. <laughs> <laughs> I like the gore. I like the performances. I like the setting. Girls, I like I, the girls. Yeah, the girls were hot. Love the group massacre scene at the disco party. I always love when there's like just a big slaughter like that. It actually helped. Yes, it was a little long, but it held my interest for the hour and 54 minutes, whatever it was. And the music was really good. It was done by uh, Claudio Simonetti. I know. I couldn't believe it said Simonetti in the opening credits. And I'm like, what? Yeah. 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 It was surprising. But I, it it was, didn't seem. It was brutal, though. <laughs> the movie was brutal or the score? The kills. Oh, the, the kills were pretty good. And and that shit at the end saved it for me. The fucking massacre at the end, because for a while nothing was happening. And then at the very end, there's that little rampage, which was cool. Yeah, no, but you got you got some decent kills. You got the, the pledges with... Uh, we did. The, with the Russian roulette. You got the... Uh, yeah, that was cool. That was fucked up. Yeah. I didn't like any of that stuff. You didn't like the Russian roulette scene? I, I kind of liked that. I don't know. And, and it was unfolded. way too long. Like it really hampers it the movie. It was just slightly above average because of the kills. But that's it. But and I know it's a slasher movie, yeah. so maybe if the the good kills should have jumped my rating up, but they didn't because there's too much to endure to get to those, in my opinion. Yeah, there was too much downtime, and it was too long. Because they should have chopped it up a little. They should have cut this movie, and because at least the kills are good. And when you have a slasher movie, 
You gotta have a good kill. I mean, things things are just a little too convenient. You know, Bobby gets there and, and he's automatically rooming with <laughs> with somebody. No. <laughs> What's with the supernatural plot twist? Yeah, it, it, that they didn't even really get into it. Well, they just. What about the just, end? Well, that's what I'm saying. They just have oh, the, the end was stupid too. So Aunt Jemima comes it. to fucking town, and a girl slaughters her. Like I don't. Why does that girl like all of a sudden? Like she was in with on it. I know they explained it, but at that point, I checked out. You know, he, I I actually. Yeah, fuck. I'm all. I was confused. I actually was. I actually asked Derek about that. You know, like why the twist was what it was, and and X turned out to be the killer. You know, and he said it was simply because this person was tired of being like a second tier whore. Really? And it, you know, if it's that this? simple, was that? Did Derek write this? Was he the writer? <laughs> he wrote the pledge scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like the twist that Bobby and Sean were only originally after Mark and his brother. It doesn't really make much sense. They should have been after all of them, but the. Throwing in the twist with Diana was just silly and made no sense to me. I didn't get it. I didn't get that twist. That either. actually hurt the film for me because I was really enjoying it. And I just wanted it to play out like it was. It even you know started at the started at the end with um with Bobby narrating. You know we were supposed to go to college together. This and that. It was supposed to be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it know was, exactly what he said. It was weird. There was revenge in the beginning, and then and then there was more revenge for a different reason for the different brother. It was just I don't know. They could have done it convoluted, a convoluted yes. for this type of movie. And I, I, I know like that, that. Yeah. people make me again. Like you can argue, Christian. What are you talking about? I am in the third person. I love to bring myself up. Where I'm going with it is like, don't you want them to play off of like a standard movie? And, and yes, I understand that, but this was just way too overdone. Two hours, no way, yeah. and there's just too much that doesn't need to be there, and, and, and it's just yeah. like I said, convoluted. It's probably the best description I can. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. Some of those kills wouldn't have been able to happen if it was this girl who was doing it. She wouldn't have been able to, to string up and tie up these big, these big fraternity brothers, like in the barn scene. Yeah, not a second tier horror. <laughs> <laughs> How about the one he's using the pledge for for a dartboard? Oh, randomly. <laughs> oh, that was cool. Like he's just he's random. in his own room, just randomly using like who who volunteers for this shit? I'm like, fuck fraternities. I'm out of here. I was hey. in a fraternity and nobody used me as a dartboard. Miss a P fuck doll, yes. But... Uh, yeah, a human fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> so much rape though in the scene, like too much, like enough with the rape. Yeah. But that knife in the mouth was a good kill. That was yeah. the best kill. Yes. Yeah, yep. and that beat. Oh man, that beating at the end when the one kid who they think is the one pulling, pra uh, pulling pranks, is like recording him, and he beats the shit out of him, and then starts pummeling that girl in oh. the bathroom. Yeah. Oh my god! Like Jesus. My rating is going to be slightly above average, but I don't necessarily recommend this movie unless you want to see every slasher movie. I give it a five point five out of ten. I give yeah. it a six out of ten. I give it a six and a half. I liked it. Not bad. I, I was leaning towards coming in towards a seven, but I feel like if it came in at a seven, it, it would probably have to be on my top 50. And I feel like there's just some that I like a little bit more. Yeah, I hear you. Now, six isn't good enough to make my list. Remember, I created a new rating of 6.75 in order to get on it. So <laughs> This was one, you know, I want Derek to, because, you know, I told Derek how much I really, I actually really enjoyed this film. So I don't want him to think that this rating, because it is a lower rating. Th that's what the movie is. 
yeah, to me. That's what the movie is, you know. But uh, but it was a, a real enjoyable six and a half for me. I'm glad I watched it in the sense of like I, I, <laughs> I, I never knew this movie existed. So for that regard, it was great. Slashers are different. Slashers are like cult films in a way. You know, it's just you're gonna get you're gonna like it or you're not. And it's some movies that maybe a piece of shit to somebody else, like a four, might be an eight to you because certain things, certain charms. It's just especially in slashers, they just Friday Six. <laughs> Don't get started Fuck now. Get started. Oh, we, we should get on to our uh, other one. We have to do quick. This is our. Uh, this is from Dustin Baker. Flashback. And Dustin, I apologize. I could not get flashback in Canada. Canada. Well, not timely anyway. So right. I will be sitting out of this review, but Brandon will blow you as consolation. The best thing the listeners have heard all night is that you will be sitting out of this review. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, flashback yeah. from 2000 is a German slasher. Yeah, I'd say it's a slasher. Yeah, I'd say so, too. As a yeah. young child, Jeanette witnessed her parents' brutal murder. After years in a mental institution, the 22-year-old is finally strong enough to leave the asylum and begin a life of her own. Yeah. Yeah. Parents are brutally murdered by a man dressed as a woman. Yes, right off the bat, <laughs> yep, young girl, and then she goes away. Yeah, right? for 10 years to, like, an, an institution where I would like to go and spend 10 years. Seems very nice. Yeah, she and get ni- you a job and everything. Yeah, she had a nice, ni- you see her room? That was a nice room she had. Yeah, man, yes. <laughs> How about the urban legend under the bed? That scene in the beginning when they got killed? I've never seen it used in a movie, and it finally happened. When the girl put her hand under the bed and the guy licked it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I didn't know the dog was here, you know? And I, be- I believe he was saying, lick my muffin, you Ben Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, what's the basis story? The girl gets out from therapy. She yeah, has she- a job uh, teaching French because they live in Germany, but her mother or stepmother at the time when she was young. No, it was her spoke- mother. Okay. Spoke French or, yeah, it was her mother. Or, yeah. yeah, she learned French or she was from France. So she knew, she knew French. They needed somebody to teach her. And, um... Uh, it's like a rich type of family, and it's a brother and sister, right? Uh, Melly and Leon. And uh, she goes And there Lisi. There's two Yes. Sisters. Yes. Let's see. Yeah, yes. So she goes there to become a tutor for them to teach these kids French. But it's summertime. They're not, they don't, they're not really having it at first because, you know, it's summertime. They don't want to be tutored. They want French. a party. Yep. And then it turns out the guy wants to fuck the girl because she's still young. She's. It's weird because how is she a tutor? How old could she be? Twenty two, and these people are like eighteen or something. 17. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, she's she's a you tutor know? because she learned French because she had to speak it in the house. That member she was speaking it in the house. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, but I'm saying she seemed young to be a tutor. That's all. It just. I don't know why. It just. I was thinking that when she got killed in the first movie, or when her parents got killed, how old could she have been? And I think twenty two is pushing it. So you think 12. she was twelve? She was 12 when the parents got killed. She spent 10 years in the institution, and then she was 22. Going so to... I just guessed when I said that number 22. I, I didn't realize she was 12. You didn't guess. I read it in the description. So you subconsciously took it in. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. All right. I really did. I just said <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, mind blown. So yeah. uh, what can you say? I was going to say, the minute the, the, the way this story sets up is the minute she shows up at, at this house with the three siblings is strange things starts to happen. 
you know, and, and it slowly is an unraveling of her of her mind and it slowly leads to her beginning to think that this killer from 10 years ago that killed her parents is back. You know, her luggage starts to disappear. She starts to see lights on in the, um, what's it called, in the barn or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah, in the back yeah. of the, um, what's the word? I have it written down somewhere. Oh, stable. stable. You guys are stumbling <laughs> over the word stable. I said stable. I don't know what Dave said. That barn-like thing. <laughs> we have parked the horses. Yeah, and at the same time, like you said, lift? oh, the ski lift. That, that's I don't know. Is, is that real? Does people do that? Good setup. Yeah, it was a good setup because the girl said there was another woman that worked there at this house because they're rich, like you said, and there's two other people that work there, right? And one of them is the woman. She's the housekeeper. Yeah, and, she's the housekeeper. Um, Lives up on the takes, mountain. Yeah, she takes a ski lift because you live at the top of this mountain, you know. So. It's quicker for her to take a ski lift to get to the house than it is to drive. So that's what it takes, she does. It takes only a couple of minutes to get to the to the house by ski lift, but an hour drive. Yeah, but hey, whatever. It is what yeah. it is. Traffic. What can you say? And it's mountains. So I don't know. Whatever. But it does pay off when you see a ski lift and it's a slasher. You know, there's going to be some type of payoff, and there is, and it's cool. And then they have a big party. They have a pool party where their friends come over. There's the one chick there. Her name is Ella. She's a real bitch. You know. Yeah. Yeah, she is. You know. Um, there's a good snowplow thing, uh, a good snowplow type kill, right? Yep. What else is there? Uh, the woman's very suspicious of the children. The woman that not not the, not the woman not the tutor, not our lead, not Jeanette, but uh, the housekeeper. And I forget her name, but she she doesn't like them. She doesn't like the children, and she tells uh you know the tutor that yeah she she warned them that you know they're no good. Yeah. She said they didn't grieve. There was no mourning after the mother passed away, and they didn't know why. You know, yeah. and she didn't know why. She said these kids are brats, and she had a better attitude about the kids, the tutor, which Jeanette. And she ends up actually the one guy is interested in her, the brother, and they actually start a little romantic thing. And then bodies start coming up dead. They have a pool party. They have friends there. People start dropping, and there you go. You know, it's a slasher. Miss Lust. Yes, Miss Lust. Correct. Yes, yes. There, there's a prank gone wrong scene. There's a. A cat killed, <laughs> which is fucked up. Um, there's an interesting reveal or two. Nothing we haven't seen before, but it's still effective. It's one of those things. The pool cover thing reminds me of the, uh, what do you call it? Carrie 2? No. No. Uh, fucking, uh, what do you call it? Human centipede. Human centipede? 2? Remember in Human centipede when they try to, he tries to trap her under the, under the fucking, uh, in the pool by putting the cover over it? It was in the rage, Carrie 2. Okay, it wasn't human centipede also. What can I tell you? I'm right. <laughs> it's been a while. What can I say? No, I think ultimately, you know, Leon sleeps with Jeanette and, you know, things seem like they're good for Jeanette. And the twist is nothing new, nothing we haven't seen before. I thought the buildup was better than the reveal of the twist. But the performances were pretty good. Yeah, it was good. The music was a little jarring. It felt out of place at times. Um, yeah, that, I noticed that happens a lot with foreign movies when they yeah. use American music and shit. How about I that def- one guy that was parked at that place? Yeah, I did find music. it funny that song was playing for like five days. <laughs> yeah, it was like that movie. It was like Your Next when they kept playing that same song over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah, and the dumbass cops thinking that he's sitting there stalking that chick when he was actually killed. <laughs> that was cool. But I mean, what year was this made? 2000? 2000. I'll tell you what. There's a lot of slashers that came out in that time, and this one's better than them. Oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. Definitely uh, worth checking out. 
Yep. I just I so wish he, it had, I wish it had gone a little differently though in the second half. I really enjoyed the setup and the opening. The reveal of what happened was pretty cool. Yep. But then I would have liked I don't know, I would have liked it a little different. And the fact that, you know, this whole thing was sort of a charade was pretty damn cool. Yep. And mean. Yes, and mean. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I gave it a six and a half. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Same fucking score. Yeah. I think it's Frat House, but but two films that I would recommend to people. Yeah, I, I actually kind of want to see this now, to be totally honest. Just for the yeah, stable. I wish I could get it to you. Just, just <laughs> for the barn thingy. <laughs> the horse the garage. Uh, no, you like it. <laughs> did someone say horse garage? <laughs> yeah. Dave, did you say horse garage? That was me. <laughs> Christian said it. Oh no, I thought I thought he was making fun of one of us saying it. Oh no no no. Ah, no. oh, horse garage. That's. Brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, check it out. Flashback. Check it out. Pretty decent slasher. I thought since we all saw it, we might want to talk about Transfiguration. Oh yeah, we have to talk about that. Yeah, That's yeah. The one I, was, I, I said you might lose faith in. Yeah, I, I know you're not a fan of, of this one in particular, and I would actually like to fucking know why. Oh boy, this fucking guy. No, I'm kidding. Go. I'm kidding. I'm not gonna yell at you. So the Transfiguration from 2016, 2017, when troubled teen Milo, who has a fascination with vampire lore, meets the equally alienated Sophie, the two form a bond that begins to blur Milo's fantasy into reality. I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it too. I really, I, I enjoyed these two lead characters immensely. Yeah. I yeah. think they were enough to seriously carry this film. But they're so I enjoy under- all the characters. underplayed. It's so lethargic. It, the movie's sluggish. Like you're just like, come on. And then See, they now reference, that I didn't get. You didn't get any. It was boring as shit. And then they reference all no, these other better movies. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, I'd rather go watch that again. I like right. the referencing of the other movies, like an homage. I I don't know what I did with, with to my notes for this film because I took notes. <laughs> I feel like did you, Dave. Did you right hit the lead all. <laughs> I hit the lead on, and I thought they would just be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I have, like, actual proof that I'm not in the minority, because when I posted about this, a lot of people came out of the woodwork and said, yeah, no, it, it, it's a boring film. It's not worth it. Uh, but top ten guys? Are you guys on the top ten crowd here? No, I'm not. Uh, no, prob- probably won't make my top ten. No, I enjoyed it. I didn't have any problem. I didn't think it was lethargic or too slow or any of that. I just thought that it was a good movie, not great. That's all. I, I just didn't see anything particularly special. But it doesn't mean it's not. A, it's nothing's wrong with it. I I enjoyed it. Did you? Do you guys think that that was the same bridge from Let the Right One In? Because that right after he mentions it, no, he, it was before. Remember that that scene in Let the Right One In where where, where the kid, you know. Where she kills him, she jumps up the thing, where they go underneath that bridge, that tunnel, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The same thing happened in this movie. He he killed him with a knife, he didn't do a vampire thing, but the exact same thing, it looked just like the bridge. So I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, we see that he's watching these movies, that he's talking about VHSs of freaking all these old vampire movies, and I respect that, that's cool. And then, then I saw the kill, it was the same kill from Let the Right went in. And I was like, under a bridge. I'm like, wow, okay, that's another nice nod. And that was cool. I just, um, there's nothing negative, really, I could say about it. I just don't think it was excellent. That's all. I, I enjoyed it. It reminded me of, like, I don't know, I could pick a, a movie from last year that, that I'm going to give the same rating to and say I liked it. I, yeah, I would watch it again. 
But I liked all the characters. I didn't have any problem with any of that shit. I have a perfect description for two movies that this combined to make. This was Martin meets American History X. (laughs) Interesting. That's how I felt. That was the feel I got. And I I loved where they went with this because they got pretty dark with this. But I liked the struggle of Milo's character. I... At one point, I sort of, in one point, I sort of do agree with you that I wish they went more in depth with the characters. But this, this was, you know, evidently more of a of a low budget film. I wanted more backstory as to how Milo became like this, but it, it almost wasn't warranted because he was having all these school meetings with his guidance counselor, and his guidance counselor was asking him if he's been hurting any animals lately. So it made me immediately assume that he was born with this serial killer disposition, you know, hurt animals as a child, and he's going to grow up to be a, a, a violent human being. And he knows that, and he's self-aware of it, and he even talks about it. And that's what I enjoyed about it, the dialogue he had with, with Sophie. And even the... And, but when he kills, though, he uh, he doesn't hold back. One scene in particular, I didn't think it was going to go where it did, and it, it did. Yeah, but what happened after? That's why he had the change of heart. Because that was the last kill he did. He was like, wait a minute, I've gone too far now. Exactly. That's what I think. That's why he's like, that's why I enjoyed it. Because he's like self-aware of like the fact that he's, he's a monster. Because he's writing, he's writing out, he's keeping these diaries and he's writing out all these rules to follow. But even he can't control them because he's, he's a sociopath. I dig it. I dug the story. You know what it reminded me of? Henry. Yeah. Fuck off. Well, think about it. And Henry, the guy, this crazy fucker meets a chick, and you think maybe things are going to go a different way. Maybe I could try to conform and go normal and hang out with this person. And then ultimately, you know, it does what it does. But that's what it reminds me. I, I know that a lot of people hold us in a higher regard. And I said, I do feel bad. It seems like everybody involved in this was trying to make a, a better movie or let the right one in or something. And I said, but honestly good intentions did not make a good movie and i i just did not think the characters were developed at all i thought you're like saying i I wanted them to go deeper i wanted them to actually do something that actually made me care about what i was watching i just didn't feel like it really went anywhere and i i just was like again i i like i could tell that they were trying to do something there but i just felt it failed on almost every level and i said i suggest you watch martin or let the right one in instead See, it's weird, because even though it's a minimalist film, I felt like, at least with Sophie's character, they went in enough with, with telling you about her abusive grandfather. Or was it, it was her grandfather she was living with, right? Yeah, yeah abusive grandfather. When Milo's uh, watching her, you know, she's basically trading sex for for attention with those with that group of guys. Like, she's she's a real loner. She's suffering. With Milo himself, you know, they, they give you little snippets of flashback, obviously, seeing his mother kill herself, you know, his brother or former gang member. He's just right. It, it's there's I, I know what Christian's saying. I want that movie, too. But I enjoyed this one as well. And I think I'm in the middle. I think I'm in the middle of what both of you guys are saying. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I just I like how at first he's kind of pushing her away and then he warms up to the girl, Sophie. I like that. I like yeah. all the stuff with the gang and, and the murder of the kid in the in, in the basement and all that shit and with the brother being an ex-gang member. I liked all those aspects of the film. I liked their relationship with the brother. There's things I like here, but ultimately, uh, it's it's a good movie. Like 
it's like a, a movie like last year, like um, Shelley or, or Sunchoke or uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Movies that I like, just yeah. didn't love. I, I will watch them again. Do I say they're a good movie? Yes. And well, I'll just give you the rating because that's that, that's what this rating stands for to me. This is a seven out of ten. I like the movie. It's a good movie, but that's where it ends. You know. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm a hell of a lot lower. I'm five point five. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, you know, I was up around eight, but I feel like that might be a little too high. I, I, I've, I'm more in that seven point seven five range. But I know we can't give those, but seven and a half for now. But I, I especially love the the scheme he pulled at the end and how it played yes. out. I, I, shocking, shocking. You know what? Uh, you know what? I'm giving it an eight. I'm giving it an eight. I, I really, I'll watch it again a second time, and if it goes down, it goes down. But for now, I really did. I, I'm pointing out more positives than negatives for you myself. Know, and I was never ever. I would have said I'm never going to watch this again. And be quite happy with it, but because you guys are like coming in so much higher, and I do respect your opinions, I will check it out probably again. Um, it would have been funny if you said because I respect your guys' opinions, I definitely will not check this movie out again. <laughs> Usually, I would say that, but no, in this one, I because I, I want to because I I like low budget movies when they're trying to do something different. But I was just like, guys, help me out here, make it at least somewhat intriguing, like make me want to watch your movie. And I felt like they were doing everything in their power to not make me give a fuck. <laughs> like, but you guys said you didn't feel that at all. But I was it's, just like, wow, the energy yeah. was drained out of me within the first two minutes. I'm like, please. Well, it's, the, it's the tone of the film. It's that really, it's that Henry feel for, for, yeah, for but comparison. I, the Henry movie I love. Yeah, but you really, you know, I, I agree with you. I mean, I gave it, what, a nine, nine and a half, but there's very few characters in Henry that you root for. You're cheering for what's her name? I can't remember her oh, name. Oh no, no, but... I, I don't, like again, I don't even care if like I, I was made, I made the argument with Fred House Massacre that there's not really any likable characters. I don't care if the movie keeps me intrigued and I'm intrigued, like I'm I want to follow it. There's got to be a, like a balance. Like I'm not saying I didn't like these characters. The movie just did not pull me in at all. You know what it is? They were they were kids still, so I think it may be you know they had to approach it differently. Couldn't give them too much. You know, they're still, they're school kids. So, you know, it was more about, you know, you want to go out. I like you. You like me, but I can't be with you. So it was almost like a, like a teen coming of age film at times. And I like the running joke with the Twilight films and with Twilight books. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's good. So, I, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it, you know. Nice. But how many times are we going to have these coming? I guess they could. You said this about every movie. I was going to say just the coming of age is now running. It's it's going to be a trope unto itself. This coming yeah. of age. We had the coming of age cannibal movie earlier this year. The coming of age uh, werewolf movie and ginger snaps. We've already had coming of age movies and vampires. I guess it just depends on how it's presented. I guess that's at yeah. the end of the yeah. day what which makes it different. So yeah. And I I I did I said I was. Not in the minority anymore, and there's a lot of people said that it wasn't a good, a good flick. But there are a lot of people that are saying it's worth checking out. So I value that, and I even said in my little post on Facebook, check it out for yourself, make your own opinion or make have your own judgment on it. But I just not for me this movie. I'm gonna watch it again though. I'm gonna watch it before the year end and see. It yeah, happens. well, the the reason why I said it's not top ten, but it might show up is I when you posted the rest of the shows for you you put 17 for 17 i assume we're doing that again this year yeah that's our shit why not yeah so <laughs> you know right now 
it, I could definitely see it in the top 17. Granted, I've only seen about 50 movies so far. Right. So yeah, we'll see. I don't think it'll make mine unless it jumps at least a score because I my whole top 10 right now that I'm looking at they're all nine out of tens or higher. So <laughs> I have I think I have a good eight movies that I rank a nine. So but whatever we'll see. Okay, let me let me do this movie quick. It's 2017. It's called Circus Kane. The reason I watched this movie is because our, our friend from Pop Horror, Lacey Liu, was all up on it after It because she did not like It. She rated it pretty low. And he said, if you want to see a good movie about a clown, watch this. It's from 2017. So I said, okay, I'll indulge. Um, a reclusive circus master invites a group of social media stars to his house of haunts. Anyone who can make it out before being scared into submission will earn $250,000. But the stars soon learn they are not only competing for money, but also fighting for their lives. Okay, so this is kind of like a Saw movie in 2017, but not Jigsaw. Uh, these people all get taken in to this they get picked up on a bus eight different people from different places but somehow they all have a link to the horror genre in one way or another some some are more loose than others and we don't even find out everybody's reason but they go into this place there was this guy named uh something kane who did who did a traveling famous circus back in the day a couple whatever i forgot the 70s or 80s whatever it was and uh, he was famous for it, and he put on some crazy, uh, gory, vulgar shows, and he had quite a reputation for himself. But then he did something, and he got burned, and he's, you know, isn't known to be working anymore. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, he's reclusive, whatever the fuck. So they bring him in. They, they actually knock him out on this bus. This gas comes out when they're on the bus, so they don't know how they got there. They wake up. They go into this place. It's like a mansion, and it's a, a, a big fun house, basically. And the first person in their group does something and gets killed and they don't believe it to say oh he's part of it it's part of the act this guy always does crazy shit like this this, this uh cane guy you know so ends up turning into like a saw thing and they end up being split into a group of four and a group of three because the first person was dead or isn't dead we don't know but bottom line is this there's gore in it the kills are good that's what makes this movie good and the rest of it is tolerable it's an enjoyable movie check it out um, at the end, they kind of do. It, it kind of wavers off a little bit in, in the third act to me. And at the end, they do the exact twist from one of the Saw movies. And I'm not going to tell you which one because it will give it away. But it's something we've seen before. But good enough story. But like I said, in the third act, I kind of got a little bit bored. But good kills. Check it out. 2017 Circus Kane. I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. Cool, man. I'll say this because we've all seen it. I finally watched the Belko experiment, and I think I'm in between where you guys are. I think you, I think uh, Brandon was kind of low, Christian was kind of high. <laughs> seven. <laughs> he was a seven, and we keep saying he was so low. Oh, okay. He was <laughs> okay. Look at his face. <laughs> I love it. You're so low on that movie. Why did? What do you have against the Belko experiment? Okay, my bad then. I gave it a seven and a half. I give it a seven and a half. I was fine with it. You know, I liked it. Uh, I liked the battles. I liked the characters. There was a couple good kills. It was a really solid axe kill. Um, I kept getting these two women confused, and that kind of fucked me up a little bit. They kind of looked a lot alike. But other than that, whatever. I enjoy the film. It's definitely a movie that I think everybody should check it out. You know, it, it's it's an enjoyable film. It goes quick. I wish the exploding heads were more exploding. They are more like gunshot wounds. Just in the guy's dead. <laughs> if we got real, if we got scanners exploding heads, this movie could have been a 9 out of 10. It could have been you know? exploding heads, the movie. <laughs> uh, that's true. We don't want that. All right, we don't want that. We don't want so, that. 
<laughs> no, that's our so shit. So we you know? want that, yeah. Yeah, we, us. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Seven and a half out of ten for Belko for me, so. And I already yeah. talked about Alien Covenant on the page. That's why I'm not going to bring it up now. Again, I, I said it was my What'd third What'd you give it? Eight, eight out of ten. I, I thought it was great. I actually thought it was absolutely great. I have I, I don't know what people were going on about. But you weren't right. going to talk about it. Yeah, well. <laughs> you're right. You, you, can, yeah. you can say something if you want. No, 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 that's it. I think everything else was like was said. I Again, another, another bunch of people that said, really, Scott should stop making movies. I mean, fuck off. Well, <laughs> hold on. I will tell you this. Prometheus, the way it was fucking shot and the way it looked was fucking excellent. Watching this movie, this was like a run-of-the-mill alien flick to me. It, it didn't have any of those fucking cool shots or any of the production values that that Prometheus had whatsoever. Well, watch he only, Prometheus he only had like a follow it million up, dollar budget for this. Whatever. Watch Prometheus <laughs> and follow it up with fucking this movie and tell me that's the same director. It, 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 I think I'll say you're nuts because it, it doesn't. It looks like a run-of-the-mill. It looks like I didn't get that. Uh, I didn't get that feeling. Like, I thought I thought he did a, watch him back did a to good back, job. See. Yeah. Watch them back to back, and you'll you'll draw the because I just recent I watched I did watch them back to back. Back That's to back why and it was who? Extremely, extremely noticeable to me. All right. That's it. I'm That's not it. Gonna go got, into it. Okay, we're gonna go into one more review to end the night. This is from Corey Walter, and this is from 2016, The Wailing. The Wailing, 2016. A stranger arrives in a little village, and soon after, a mysterious sickness starts spreading. A policeman is drawn into the incident and is forced to solve the mystery in order to save his daughter. Man, Korean films, man. They really Boom. know how to make films. <laughs> Boom. Dude, last year I saw this movie and I gave it a 7 out of 10. I want you to know that before I go into this movie. It was my number 9 guys... film. It was my number 9 film. 8 or 9 film last year. I gave it a 9 out of 10. And I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. And then I, I oh. wanted to watch it. and I've been waiting to watch it all year. So I thank Corey for recommending it. Uh, for yeah, great pick. great, great pick. Great pick. I'm glad. I, I was happy to revisit it. And, and I'm you know glad why? I revisited. You know why it was a great pick? Because this is tied with Martyrs as being my favorite film of the millennium. Yes. What the fuck? It is you know, fucking phenomenal. It is. It really is. Oh, it's a fucking fuck. phenomenal movie. I I can't believe I didn't check it out last year, and I I again because of this. I don't know why everybody did Asian films for this, but it just happened to be Asian, a lot of Asians. Well, the two main reviews, I should say. And I fucking love South Korean films, I guess, because this is filmed like it doesn't matter what genre it is. They just film this movie beautifully. It just happens to be a horror film. And it's filmed absolutely exquisite. Like the lighting, everything about it, the framing. How about the performances from from the the lead? Who plays the father, Jungu, and the daughter? I thought that was they were phenomenal. Oh, again, yes. fucking phenomenal. Again, and and like Trini Busan, it's about the relationships. It just happens to be a father daughter thing again. So it got me again. And but the way they build it, the way that this movie progresses and just builds, and the the music, the score of this is just awesome. Yeah, awesome. The, wow. the editing in the uh, the shaman scene in the. Uh, that fucking thing. The ritual. Whatever. What's it called? I don't know. It's, that's my biggest knock on the film every time I see it. What the lo- Because they went real, t- like they went and made it a long Wait, scene. Oh, oh it was awesome. It. I didn't feel it at all, man. And, and again, I know this movie is two and a half hours long, 
just over two and a half hours long. So it's not going to be for everybody. And it's a foreign film. So it's, it's South Korean and with subtitles. And if you don't like reading your films, it's not going to win you over. But I, it had no, nothing of that bothered me whatsoever. It was just so beautifully, beautifully presented and, and told. I totally agree with you. And okay. I don't understand everything, which is amazing because it just makes me want to go back and revisit it. Well, I've seen so it four. Don't... I've seen it four times now, and to be honest, I'm still trying to make 100% sense of things. But it's also maybe a cultural thing because they refer to to these things as ghosts, when in fact, to them, a ghost is like a demon. A demon, yeah. yeah the demon's ch- the physical uh, oh. entity, almost. Yeah. Okay, I have a lot of questions then. Well, let's that's my... shoot them and let me let me see if maybe fresh eyes answers them it's or, or Mister Four views over here. Listen, it's all spoilers, so the listeners listen. I'm going to ask questions that are. I'll try to make it so it's not so obvious, but let's see what I can do. First of all, the reason I can only come in so high is because I don't understand. So it wouldn't make any sense for me to not really understand what happened at the end and what this meant and what this meant and say, oh yeah, ten out of ten. To me. That's preposterous. If a movie doesn't make any sense and I don't understand what the fuck's going on, I don't care how good, how well shot it is. I can't just. Well, say, it didn't make okay, any sense to you? No, like I mean, I'm I, not I, saying it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Here, but I'm saying I do need things explained here. Here's how it's going to make a, a lot more sense to you: is besides obviously, Jangu, the father, and and the daughter Hyojin, you got to focus on three particular people, and that's the Japanese man. Um, the lady Sh- in white, shaman the, and the woman, the shaman and the lady in white. I know, I know exactly what you're getting at, and I yeah. watched it twice this week, and once again was last night, and I really tried to pay attention, just to focus on the motives. First of all, you can 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 I just excuse this entire movie by saying one thing, that this is evil doing what evil wants to do for the sake of nothing, and that can explain the entire movie away. So evil comes to town does what it's going to do, and it doesn't matter if anything makes sense. Is that is that the way you guys look at it? That there's no answer? That's what makes this a tragic thing, that that, that evil just rolled into town and said, I'm going to completely fuck with this town and do this and this, and at the end, and when the final reel comes, it's not going to make sense, but it doesn't matter because I'm evil and I can do what I want, and, that, and that's what makes this a great story. Is that what is that why you guys love it so much? Or do I not get something here? No, okay. Your answer is no. Well, no, okay. but this is where maybe my confusion comes then. Or I guess at the end, they kind of steer you into thinking it's different. And that the Japanese man, it, it, he, the guy was wrong, yet then it turns around again. And it looks like, were you saying the shaman kind of almost seems like he's in on it at the end? Or okay. part of the evil? that's one thing. Okay, let me say, okay. Dave, I think, you're, I think you're kind of right, actually. I kind of agree with what you said with evil kind of presenting itself here. I think... Where, which it, what gets confusing is when you look at the people, the you know these performers, which one's evil, and the answer is almost none of them. One's it's, obvious. He shows it, it's revealed at the end. He says, "This is who I am," and then you look at him and you know what the fuck he is. So now, but watching he was, that, but he, it was evil using him as a vessel. I see now, and I blew my fucking mind. Okay, so that's see that's now, the thing. The Japanese man at one point in time, was a shaman. And trying to rid the town of evil. Trying trying. to rid the town of evil. That's why the things start to happen to Hyojin the minute after the father and his partner are sitting there 
and he says he starts to believe that the Japanese man is the one because then the lady in white is throwing the stones and it's symbolic of the Bible where let he who is without sin cast the first stone. He is being sinful by accusing the Japanese man when it's not the Japanese man that's evil. It's evil that's evil. It's the devil himself encompassing the Japanese man. I'll see that fucks me up because I was on board with the fact that it was the Japanese man. It made me happy. I'm like, okay, so it was him all, but then I got confused. No, it is thinking... it is the Japanese man, but but it's not. Yeah, it's you know like, what I'm saying? Almost like a possession of, of sorts. I don't yeah. know what the fuck to think. The okay, Japanese so... man is 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 the devil in the film, but how he do you was... know that? What did you guys see that I didn't that they that the devil that, that... I saw we, the devil. We saw the devil. We did. The guy said, I'm the devil. We saw it. And At it the end. Him. Yes. Right. So why why is he a vessel? Why is he not the devil? He wasn't always the devil. Why not? He's the devil. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He rolled into town to disguise himself as a human being so he could do devilish things to this town and fuck it up. That's, because that's simple I think, to me. I believe the lady in white references at one point, uh, or somebody references at one point he, he was alive, but now he's a ghost. Yeah, but why believe them? Why do you trust them? How do you know what the fuck they're saying? The shaman, I don't even know what the fuck's... The shaman looks like he's hooked up with the fucking Japanese guy, which he makes is. no sense to me because he's taking the pictures at the end, yet five minutes ago he was telling the other guy, oh, no, 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 no. He was telling the guy to go back to the house to sacrifice them. He was supposed to listen to the lady in white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the what sh- does he get out of any of this, that shaman? Nothing. No, he tried see- to leave. He tried to leave. He's like, he's being held against his will, basically. If you look around throughout the movie, all the crime scenes have a setup out in front, a shaman setup, a shaman ritual gone bad. So he's working for the devil. None of his rituals are going well. Well, see, I got that because when they did the thing, when he did that second freaking exorcism type thing, the girl was getting sicker and sicker as it was going. And to the on the first view, you're like, okay, well, she's getting sick because she's being exercised. But this time I got it. I'm like, oh, no, he is actually – and he even said, if you try to stop this thing, bad things are going to happen. So yeah. he warned the family. So <laughs> he was actually, in essence, taking part in the possession and making matters worse for the girl. So I'm out, that makes sense, right? What yes. he was doing was actually – the opposite of what he was pretending to be doing. Well, you don't yes. know. You, you kind of assume. That. You kind of assume. But well, wait, she's getting worse. But it's just like like you're saying. It's just part of it. Do you have to go through this whole procedure to kind of get it out? And by him stopping it, is it only going to get worse? And I guess the answer is yes. There were three rich. There were three rituals <laughs> going on at the same time in that in yeah. that beautifully edited scene. So it's it's we have the shaman. We have the shaman. The shaman basically hurting the girl. The Japanese uh-huh. man raising um, Chung Bei, whatever his name is, the dead guy in the truck with the jack. I thought that was him. That kept conf- I thought that was him when he was a human. I, I, that's another thing I was confused about. Like, no, he was. The guy in the truck? No, he killed. I it was him. He, he killed his family at the well, and then I guess went and either killed himself in the woods or or died in his truck. I don't know. Okay, who did they hit in the truck at the end of the movie after that fucking shit when the guy came down the stairs and the Japanese guy was running around and next thing you know, they're driving and I, I rewound it, I watched it in slow motion. You don't see anything but something land on the fucking windshield and then next thing you know, they're pushing somebody over the fucking that road. Was the Japanese, no that was the Japanese man, but the third ritual going on was the lady in white hurting the Japanese man because you even see her walk by after he's bleeding there. And at that point, it's believed that the evil is actually out of the Japanese man, that he's actually just a plain human being hmm. at the time when they hunt him. 
Well, then I was wondering, why was he afraid? If he's the devil, why is he running? And how come in one scene he was crying? Yeah, I don't think. I don't, he, yeah, Brand, I'm point. with Brandon. I don't think that happened until kind of till the that end port, the end port, the, like what we we're just describing. The, the well, accident, in the, the woman in white. That, but he's not evil. Beginning. But he's not evil. Yes, he's completely evil. He came over on that deer when that first guy saw him, and he saw the deer, and it was the Japanese guy, and his eyes were all red, and he was the fucking devilish. And that's why I'm thinking. So this entire movie, we know who the killer is from fucking frame one, and it's revealed. There's no reveal on the end of the movie because it's revealed in the first fucking ten minutes of the film when the guy says it's the Japanese guy, and he came and he took the fucking dead deer. You don't remember that scene in the very beginning. That's why I was. That's why I'm confused. Yeah, but the point is, it's it's not the Japanese guy so much as it's the devil taking over the Japanese man. But how did you guys figure that out and I didn't? Where did you, what point? Because the the lady in white, even at the end, says to the father when he says, what's my sin? And it's, you know, uh, accusing others. Because he accused the Japanese man. He had an opportunity when the Japanese man falls off the mountain and lands on the car, because that's the Japanese man, to to try and help him. But instead he gets rid of the body and just dumps it over the hill. See, let me... Let me say something. When I watched this movie the first time of these two of this past week, I thought it was extremely clever because I was like, okay, this is cool. This entire time they're pointing the finger at this guy, thinking that he is the bad guy, when in essence, in actuality, I should say, he's actually the good guy, and he probably has these people's possessions because he's trying to save them, not curse them. And that's a really cool reveal, and that's what's going to happen. And then it doesn't happen. It happens that he says he's the devil. I'm like, oh, fuck, they swerved me again. That's where I got the confusion. Because, you know what I'm saying? I thought that would have been great if – because remember when they went back to the Japanese guy's house? They went inside to see his candles and his pictures, and they were all gone. So now to me, if you're the devil, you can just make anything happen you want. So that – now with my head thinking it's the devil, that makes sense. But now if he's not the devil, how did that even happen? And one more thing. What are, what are these fucking zombies coming for no reason attacking these people? What do those zombie people have to do with fucking anything in this film? Well, I think that was, makes, that was evil taking over the town. He says evil's going to destroy this town. And I yeah, think that, that's, exactly. That's just... So the devil rides in and says, I'm just going to make these fucking random people go crazy and fucking kill people and look like they ate wild mushrooms or whatever the fuck they were trying to say. Just for the sake of doing it for fun. Is that what this is here? Because that's what I'm saying. You can explain this movie away if you could just tell me that the devil rode into town and decided to fucking turn the town upside down and fuck with it. Well, the devil's out to collect souls. It's really almost like a competition between him and the lady in white. The misinterpretation in the end with with the father and the lady in white is that she's a killer because she's wearing all the clothes of – she's wearing the jacket of the dead guy from the truck and the sweater of the woman from the restaurant. But those are just souls that she was able to save. See, I didn't get any of that. I don't know how the fuck you guys got all that. I, well, I, I'm not saying I got all of it. I'm saying from my first view, from everything, I was blown away by just the way the story was told, the progression of the story, just from a cinematic experience. Not, And I'm talking about cinematic, not seeing it in the theater, seeing it at home, but the, just right. how everything production-wise came together blew me away, and I love the way that it played out. I'm not saying I understood every little thing yet but not in the way that you're saying you go i can't give it a 10 out of 10 because i don't i'm saying it's intrigued me to want to go back to revisit to try to piece a little bit more together and to me that's a great story something that you don't get like belko experiment you see what you get here it all is here it's laid out and i still rated it high because i said at least you know what it wasn't afraid to say here's what we are 
enjoy. Now, this movie, on the other side, uh, hand, has presented it to you, and it's beautifully packaged and everything, and it's like, here's what you've got, enjoy, but now I can go back and revisit and hopefully pull more things out on on each view, and I'm, I'm really intrigued by that. And it sounds like Brandon's got a, a good concept of it, but he said even four times, and he's still- Four times, yes. And that's great. Like that's a that's a sign of a great movie in my opinion, where you can rewatch it and pull something more out of it each time. If it makes sense, then I agree with you. But if if you're okay. just, but you know what I'm saying? I I 100 respect what you're saying, and I know the kind of movies you're so talking you're about. You're saying it's nonsensical to you. There's things that are not making it make sense for you. And that's what pulls it down. I'm thinking. Okay. I need even, I need. There's um, even a line in the film where I believe it's the shaman who says the rat fell into the trap. Right yeah, he's happening. Right after, the, Japan- right after the just... Japanese man is killed, meaning the the father failed his first test and sinned again. Yeah. I mean, he's having nightmares throughout. You know he's not a perfect guy. He's definitely he's a man of sin. Himself. No, no, I don't think possessed. so. I think, I think that the devil is fucking with him is what I should say. How's that? He's not possessed. The daughter's possessed. And that I pick up on because the, le- the he's mean to his daughter one time in this entire movie. And that's the last time he sees her normal. And I, I, I feel the guy's pain because she comes to visit him at work. I don't know if you guys caught on to that. She, he's always, he seems like he's a great father. Then she comes to him at work and he's fucking down the dumps about something and this and that. And he kind of scolds his daughter. And it's the only time and it's when she drops that fucking barrette from her hair. So yeah. he kind of scolds her and then she leaves. And then the, then the very next day she gets sick and then she gets possessed. And I feel really bad for the dad because... She got sick right after he accused the Japanese man because he was talking to his partner who said it was just a joke. He was just kidding. It was the mushrooms. But then he's like, no, I think you have something here with the Japanese man. Then the lady in white starts throwing the stones. Then he comes home. And, of course, uh, Hyojin is uh, spiking a fever and it progressively gets better than worse and better than worse. Yeah, but she's not never normal from until the fucking end of the film. I mean, that's it. The last interaction he has with his daughter, he says shit that he probably wishes he could take back, and then there's no chance to take it back because it goes to shit. And for that, that pulled me in because there's no such thing as a perfect parent. And I, I, I do good with my daughter, but there are some times when I've said things to her, and maybe I, later on I'm like, oh, man, I was a little hard on her. I think every every parent goes through this oh, at one time or another. You know what I mean? And that happened to him, and then the next time he see his daughter, she gets sick and stays sick. And, go, and I'm like, oh, man, because he's very emotional about his daughter the rest of the film. And I fucking am right there with him, especially yeah. because of the last – because he scolded her that way and can't yeah. take it back now. So I get all that. I'm just a little confused. It sounds like you fucking read uh, the message boards on the B when it was still up or something. Or I, I read some articles on it to Lots. see some interpretations. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately I feel like – like the shaman and the Japanese guy were in on it together from the start. I don't believe that the shaman was always bad. I don't believe the Japanese man was always bad. But I do believe that the shaman is being forced into basically being a disciple of the devil. Because he even so tries who? to he even tries to escape at one point, but he gets hit by the, the reign of locusts. Oh, that's what that was. It wasn't bird shit. It was locusts. Uh, locusts. Then he gets out. Then I there's it was nothing. Bird shit but the whole he, time. It, it was weird because it looks like he, what he calls. It's almost like he. That I thought it was a great plot twist device. But like you said, it's almost like to take the onus off the Japanese man, push it on the lady in white, so that he would go see the lady in white, and then 
the lady in white's kind of the one that says, well, no, you actually caused this by accusing no, he, him of being. Yeah, he told her he told him, the father to go home to be with the family because he knew that would ultimately lead to their annihilation. He did go home to be with the family, but then he left because Hyo Jin was gone. So yeah. he left, went looking for her, ran into the lady in white, finds out Hyo Jin went back to the house. Talks yeah, to the shaman exactly. again, and that's when the shaman's correct. like, "You got to get back to the house because he wants him to get back there to to be killed." Essentially, and, and then so that he gets back there. But you're right, and then he comes and starts taking the pictures at the end. So that's when you yeah. kind of work because he, that's he's what, a soul collector yeah, as well. Soul collector, he's working exactly. for the devil, yeah. and that and that's why there was a bit of confusion with me there, but but intrigued confusion, I, I guess. Like I wasn't like I never thought this didn't make any sense. I just said I'm not piecing it all together but i was fine with that and now you know talking what? about it, it's making me even like it even more you know you know what i want from this you, film? you know what i want and i don't own it on on blu-ray yet but i want either a director's commentary director's analysis of the film or like a korean uh film historian like analysis on this film because there's a lot of cultural stuff i heard i read one article talking about capitalism versus and it got really deep into that and i i i don't know if i have the the, the brain capacity to take that all in but that was something else you know because at one point the shaman's wearing like an american tracksuit and it's it was symbolizing this but i didn't i didn't get into that i tried to focus on on a simpler level hell I, like even racially i i don't know the the relationship between south korea and japan and any of the political or Look, anything they, they else. Refer to him as, they refer to him as the Jap, which evidently, I mean, that's, right. that's yeah. racist. Yeah. <laughs> right, no. that's racist, sure. Yeah, so. but also because if they're like, I mean, what is the symbolism of, of him then being the vessel of the devil as well? Like, you know, like culturally, I, I, I don't I don't know from a historical standpoint. I, I'd have to read up on that. But I didn't know if there's any significance there as well. But that's what's intriguing but just from the sheer story presentation i just love how it builds like it's kind of like they're bubbling cops like they're cops like i would be a cop scared shitless the power goes out at work one night you see some fucking <laughs> naked lady standing at the door and they're screaming how did you answer the door yeah. no, I, you, I was laughing i was laughing but you're right yeah. there with them and it makes it humanizes everything and then it, like and then they're going to these things and they're getting attacked by people and they're freaking <laughs> out instead of being like all this heroics and and all this they're like everybody's screaming and and, and whatever you were taking a nap i can tell yeah <laughs> oh, the other mother-in-law the mother-in-law excuse now you were taking a nap what the fuck so wait a minute now who was the naked woman at the came to the door they mentioned the naked the woman was the no was the missus who killed the uh family who whose house burned down she stabbed them uh, before burning the house down so why was she naked because she's crazy she was infected by evil Okay, so okay, so now, now nobody in this movie is beginning from is evil from beginning to end. Every one of them is an instrument from the devil, is what you're saying. That it fucks with the Japanese guy at one point, and then it fucks with the shaman at one point. Is that what the moral of the story is? I'm not sure if it ever fucks with the shaman so much as he's just. You said he's an instrument. He's an instrument, right? He takes the pictures. Maybe maybe not a vessel, but like a, an assistant. To the devil. Yeah. Okay, and the Japanese guy is also assisting the devil? Yeah, the Japanese guy, for all we know, could be thousands of years old. So there's no real devil in this film. It's just people that get momentarily, not momentarily, that get possessed for short times whenever the devil feels like possessing them. 
is what you're no, saying. No, I think the, de- I think well, the everybody- devil... I think the devil does inhabit the Japanese guy in the end. So the Japanese guy gets inhabited. The girl gets inhabited. And you're the saying... The girl is inhabited by a completely different evil. She's possessed. Yeah. But we don't know by who. I assume the devil, right? That's... Evil. Okay. And, and the shaman, did he have good intentions and he turned evil? Or was he evil intended from the start? From I can't when believe we, you guys when, are questioning this, these things. From when we not... first see him, I believe he was already on the side of evil. Because he breaks the soy sauce jar with the crow in it. And yeah, that and that was, was a, supposedly a um, a protection spell put there by the lady in white. Okay. It's, funny, it's most... funny, Dave. You, are, you, do, you do question things a lot differently than I do. And I guess maybe that it's, it, that's just differences. And some people could be like, well, Christian, how can you not question shit? But if it was never a question in my head to begin with, I don't ever uh, think of it. So when you present these sometimes, I'm thinking back. Maybe it's because I'm not relating on the same level in the sense of like, it's not an issue to me or it's not a question. And I'm, I'm trying to think of, well, yeah, why would that? Like, but th- I never questioned when I watched the movie. At all. Well, this kind of movie opens that up for me because when I'm watching the final frames and there's this little dramatic, cool fucking scene with the one guy talking to the Japanese guy and our lead talking to uh, the woman in white and, and, and the shaman on his own, there's this whole guessing game twist fucking shit going on and you're trying to see what's what and, and this and that. So at that point of the film, I felt as the viewer, I had no choice but to try to figure out what fucking led to this and how and, and why. So in a movie like this, I can't not question because when the when the, when the final credits hit, I'm like, huh? Now how could that be? I can't help it. You know what I'm saying? For this kind of movie, I can't help but question. No, there's questions. There's questions, but I never challenged it so much as I I accepted what was presented. And you're right. Like I I know where you're going with it, but I never questioned like who the lady in white was or or anything. Like I I I don't know why I did. Like. The way the lady oh, yeah. in white to me represents like a, a, a like a an angel almost like an angel of God. See, I got weird because to me, and this might sound weird, but I thought she was evil the first time I saw it at the end because she was doing trickaroo. Now the second time, no, I figured out that. It no, was it's her. like it's like you need to have blind faith. She couldn't show him. He had to. He had to believe her. But her appearance got better as the movie went on. So I took that as I took that as evil because she seemed to me to almost get more attractive every time I saw her. The first time you see her, she's kind of like a street person almost, and she's stone rocks, and she looked kind of haggard. By the end, it's almost like she's wearing makeup now, and she looks better and more sultry. That's what I took it as, and that's why I thought she was evil the first time I saw it. And she's touching like- him, proving to him that she's not a ghost, a demon, because – Remember the the quote at the beginning from the Bible says that you know demons are not of uh, what hand and flesh or whatever the the saying right. is and and so you, you know they can't be touched and the whole thing with the Japanese guy and and the nephew Esam or whatever his name was Esam I think it was the translator oh yeah the priest, the priest, the priest in training yeah the the priest in training yeah. is, is that yeah. I I think he's kind of teaching him a lesson in terms that they judged the Japanese man to be evil based on the fact that he was this outsider that they heard rumors about and all the crazy things started happening when he got into town when in fact it's not about the Japanese man it's the evil inhabiting him 
So he even says to him, he says, I could never change your mind anyway. I'm paraphrasing what he said, what he said, but the whole speech there, it's like you made up your mind a long time ago who I am. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. With the yeah, so it was – I'm not saying I'm there 100% on understanding it. Like I said, four times I've seen it, but there's – it's so beautifully done. It's so intriguing, and I do feel like there's definitive answers there. Maybe I'm not picking up on them all, but I feel like I have a good grasp on it. I believe the shaman was – had bad intentions from the minute he got, he got there. I mean he's, he's the devil's right-hand man. He's carrying around the box with all the pictures. And if you look, when he drops the yes, pictures true. on the ground, right. when you look at the pictures that he drops on the ground, if you freeze frame it for a sec, you see a picture of Hyo Jin from a long time ago when she was perfectly fine. Makes sense. No, see, that that, that completely, the shaman thing, I'm on board. I guess it's the other things that just kind of kind of fool me. Or I thought the Japanese guy was just it from the beginning because they showed him as evil in the first 10 minutes, and then he says at the end, I'm the devil. So I'm thinking, well, well, I think he is technically technically evil from the beginning, but I think it's more of basing it on the fact that here's a Japanese guy, he's weird, he's the bad guy, whereas it's really they're not seeing that it's the evil within, maybe? I kind of wish it just would have been more straightforward, and he was the devil just masquerading himself as an oral person coming in there and fucking up the whole town. That's that's honestly the thing that I, I went back and watched again for that i'm still a little confused about is is the whole origin of the japanese man was he once good was you know what's the deal with that is the devil just using him as a vessel but that's the way i interpreted this time i can see that and i gotta disagree with you guys on this thing though they use the word ghost the way we use the word ghost because in the conversation when the guy said he goes how could a ghost do this he goes wasn't a ghost uh, a spirit of someone who was once alive. They literally use the term that we use for ghost in it. And then the guy says, well, yeah, that, that, that can't be possible. But this is uh, something else they said. Ghosts can walk around or something. I think then, like, they, then they refer to themselves as demons. I think they actually yeah. they actually no, say the, that. Because the they devil do. would be a demon, but a ghost is a ghost. A, the ghost guy is, a ghost in this form is an evil entity. So not necessarily devil, but maybe like one of the devil's disciples. Huh. Okay, well maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong then because I remember the conversation happening with the shaman and the shaman explains to the lead guy what because the guy says how can he be a ghost because the Japanese guy is a ghost and he goes well how can he be a ghost if I see him isn't it? and the guy says well a ghost is the person that was once alive or something isn't that what a ghost is and now they've I don't know so maybe I gotta watch that part again well in that sense yeah the Japanese was the Japanese man was once alive and now is a ghost an evil entity. Just the ultimate evil entity in the end. Yeah, but if he is a ghost, then how the fuck could he be manipulated for good and evil? And why would he be a vessel for a little bit and then a normal person at the end that can be struck by a car and killed? That's not well, I think the devil transferred himself into the into the guy in the truck at one point because I think he sensed danger from uh, the lady in white because she was performing. You didn't see it, but she's performing some ritual that's hurting the physical body of the Japanese man. You see he's bleeding, he's crawling, and you could see, like, he's, you could see his, he's, he's human at that point. His eyes, he's got emotion. Yeah. And that's when, when they go on the hunt for him, is when he's in his human form, almost. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to watch it again, but it's so fucking I, I, I tell you what, this movie is, a, this movie is a show in itself. This yeah. movie is literally, you start out the first minute talking about this, analyzing this frame by frame. And because we should have started with this, but because my mind now, I don't, I'm not even articulating things, but it's, 
Like, I just finished viewing it today. And, like, I almost had a tear in my eye at one point. I was just like, this fucking movie. The way I just, everything about it. I just, I just love it. Yeah, that father-daughter relationship. Man, I mean, it's that amazing. acting. Man, when she's, when she's cursing and screaming at him. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, she yeah. gave some performance. And he, he yeah, was she- great. He was great too. I loved I loved his comedic, you know, breaks in here, you know, when he gets scared, when he's falling over. <laughs> it's like yeah. When he catch when the when the daughter catches them having sex, then he goes and buys her every single toy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like don't worry. She's like, "Don't worry. I've, I, this isn't the I've first time." It. He's like, "What?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> what? He gave a Daisy what? Uh, uh, I think I gave one tonight, did I? Wow. No, that's why I had to give one for you. Nice. <laughs> no, and the more things I read, it, most people think they thought they had it figured out, but they really only scratched the surface, and that that is the lore of this film. Yeah, I won't, so, I won't pretend to. I won't pretend to have this 100 percent. i don't know if i ever will oh but no but i, I but this is what it's all about the talk yeah and, and like like i that's what i was intrigued about because i was just like okay i've just been like kind of molly whopped <laughs> <laughs> with nice. with with a cinematic gem and i said coming into this that i i don't think i had it worked out but i wasn't concerned about having it worked out i definitely didn't have as many questions as you did dave by by any means but I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. That's good. That you, That's why I love doing this show because you do have these questions sometimes. And I, when I sit back and then when I'm editing the show or listening back, I'm like, yeah, why the fuck am I not? I, like, why wouldn't that have happened or whatever? And, and maybe when I come yeah. back and edit this one, I'll be like, yeah. But it, it's just such a beauty of a movie. And, and the story is, well, intricate, as you can tell by this discussion and deserves to be seen by everybody horror fans and non-horror fans. I tried to tell my wife, you got to watch this movie with me. She goes, are you fucking crazy? I think it's too confusing <laughs> she goes, a two and a half people. hour, a two and a half hour South Korean horror movie. No way. I'm like, you're doing yourself it's a disservice. Deep. She goes, I, no. I, I don't have any interest. I'm like, Oh, I, I, but, but dude, I don't think she would like it. I think she'd be confused. Like I, I think most people, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I'm gonna make, maybe I'll watch it with my wife and I'll see what she says. I think at the end she'll be scratching her say, "What the fuck?" Did I just she'll probably be like, "What are you fucking nuts?" I ain't watching. <laughs> if you're not used to watching fucking shit, that makes it, makes you think a lot. I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, it's it's heavy in dialogue. There's there's a lot going on. Like you are reading the film a lot too, because yeah, yeah, South Korean is not your first language in Korea. <laughs> <South Korean. laughs> What is that? Your third language, yeah. right after Japanese? Yes. English and then Japanese. <laughs> and French. 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 Shao. Shao. You said your first rated this is seven. Way back I when, did. Dave. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm, I went off. It's an eight eight point five. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy it. It's a really good movie. I mean, it, it, it's made exceptionally well. Like uh, I can't say any complaints about there. I just wish I could understand more. And maybe it would be higher. And I wish it could cut out that fucking long ass scene. Oh, that's that's, I love that. Scene. It's such a it's such a brilliant scene. It's so beautifully done. It really it's like going is. to Africa and watching a fucking African rain dance. I, I get the point at what you're trying to do after about fucking forty five seconds. I don't need eight minutes of it. Did you see but the fucking? Act- have you ever seen the Deer Hunter? No, I own it and I still haven't watched. Oh it. my god, you're at someone's waiting for an hour of the fucking movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's a very <laughs> long wedding sport. scene. Holy and there's shit. not that many deer in this. Except <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the one on your head, fucking for your mask. Yeah, for my mask. <laughs> what is it called? Uh, fawn? What the fuck? Did doe or something? <laughs> doe fuck with me. <laughs> doe fuck with me? In the, the sequel, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. 
<laughs> anyway. So eight and a half. <laughs> I came in ten, and I'm 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 oh. serious about that, man. And that's one watch, one watch. Just like when I watched Martyrs for the first time, I felt mollywop the same way. And I didn't yeah. say I understood Martyrs thoroughly the first time, but I knew. It was something fucking special, and I knew I loved it. Oh, and I st- and, and it's oh. held up to this day. And this movie, like, again, I've only watched the first 20 minutes twice. And the rest of the movie I've watched, uh, the, the first finished today. Like I said, I just finished it today, and I, I can't wait to see it again. And, and yeah, Brandon. I, I was, I, well, I was originally at a nine. I had it at number nine on my list. I had so many nines last year that it, it I think it went up to, like, Number four, which was I think February for me, which were all nine, so basically they were interchangeable. And then I had Southbound, Neon Demon, Invitation. But after rewatching it uh, these two times, as I say, you know, even without understanding everything, it's so it's so beautifully done, and it really is a near perfect film. So uh, I'm definitely coming up. I'm, I'm fuck it. I'll just, I'm just gonna jump right to a ten. I was gonna go to a nine and a half, but but um, I, I really awesome. I really yeah. do enjoy it that much. You know, I've seen this I've seen a two hour and thirty five minute film four times. Yeah. I you know me, I got no uh no attention span whatsoever. In fact I was gonna reference that with it because I'm always looking at the clock. It doesn't matter. If I love the film, I'm always I, checking the clock. The first time I checked the clock in it, I checked my cell phone to see what time it was, it was like an hour and a half already into the movie, which is crazy nice. for me. I'm usually ten minutes yeah. into a film before I just it's just something I do. So the movie just moves. I never got bored at all. The only downfall is I couldn't watch it in one sitting. I watched it last night in one sitting on a 1.5 speed the entire fucking film. And it didn't take anything away from the movie. Uh, I think, uh, Didn't I think the subtitles go a little fast for 1.5? Not, not, not too fast for me. I, I, I'm fine. I, uh, so, honestly, it probably took an hour and 45 minutes to watch that movie that way, which is nice, you know? I'm, I can do it. I can do. I can do. I can 1.5 a lot of movies now. I'm, I'm just kind of getting used to it. Only when I have to for like reviews, I'll do it. You know what I mean? But you know, I like the 1.25 that they give you on some. Yeah. On YouTube, 1.25 yeah. is perfect for a lot of the old school slashers that you just want to yep. see, and you can tell they're padded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you just need an extra little boost. I actually do it, especially if I'm. If I've already watched them once, and then I'm like, okay, no problem. Yeah. Oh yeah, second so. view was definitely a one and a half. <laughs> There's no question. Yeah, that's the way to go. No, so, get, uh, so this was from Corey, right? I just want to tell Corey, thank you, thank you, thank you. There you go. You want to hit your pop filter again? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Saw that? <laughs> did, it, did it register on the fucking mic? Yeah, it did. <laughs> oh. Well, Corey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Fucking prick bastard, this guy. Over here. <laughs> Not you, Corey. Brandon. Well, <laughs> hey, Christian, you're the reason I jumped up to a ten. I was I was only gonna go up to a nine and a half, but I was like, he went to ten. I'm going to ten. Well, it's just always something, man. It, was, it just missed it from fucking half point over there, the Hall of Fame. No, no it made it. Yeah. Oh, he gave it an eight and a half. Oh, did he think over twenty eight? That's what yeah. I was about to say. It quietly fucking uh, snuck its way into the Hall of Fame just now. Yeah, beautiful. Man. I thought it got Molly yeah. whopped out. No, it's in. It's in. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. no molly whopping. And Look, Corey, we, on, I hope on, he's happy. On because... Cinema Blend, we did a uh, South Korean show already. Episode three was our South Korean show, and one of the films, suddenly in in the dark, picked by Derek, dealt a little bit with uh, mu shamanism. It's called. It's the sh- and and it was very prevalent in this film. That's why I liked it because I learned it from there and saw it in this film. Even though I saw it here originally last year, but it made more sense. 
And we had a great time with the South Korean films. Most of the ones I've seen are nothing below a seven. No American movie would take the time that this movie does. And I'm not saying, and it's not a slow burn. It's a long movie, but it's not a slow burn, this movie. Like uh, Dave says, you, they established evil pretty much in the opening scene. So yeah. it's. Yeah, yeah, there's some downtime, but I mean, there's downtime in any film. I mean, but it, it's crucial when you pay attention to it. It's pivotal. It all, it all connects in a way. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. So Gordon well, yeah, picked the Hall of Famer. Wow. Yeah, he did, and I, I don't D. think. Yeah, dude. I, I, I don't think that he would get another podcast to dissect it as much as we just did. Mostly because I was so fucking confused and asking questions the whole time, but that's irrelevant. I mean, no, but just... I'm glad you do. I'm glad you do because I, I'm. <laughs> I was just about to burn myself. But sometimes I don't think of asking those questions, and and it, it, that's just a good way to think about the movie differently. So it's a good thing. That's what we. That's what we do. Dude. That's why we. That's why we keep you around. Right. I don't even think I looked at my notes for that fucking review. All I did was ask questions that you guys answered. I don't think I brought up a single fucking thing that are in my notes. I still agree with Dave that there's there's maybe a few things to question. There's a few reactions to certain things in the movie that I see that confuse me. But ultimately, what did it for me, what, what gave me that extra half point to bump it up to a 10 was, was that father-daughter relationship and their performances. And everyone's performance, for that matter. It's just, you know, like you said, the characters in these films are great. They care about their characters. And it, wonderful storytelling. And Sense yeah. of Dread. Again, we, we bring it up, Sense of Dread. We talked about it being in The Witch throughout. And it's it's here throughout. But it builds. It mounts. It does. It does. In the second half, it definitely has much more of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's just unnerving. Indeed. It's- all right, well, we should get out. If you guys want to have any movie dissected the way we just dissected a movie, all you have to do is get on the Patreon and tell us what to watch. And, you know, even if you want to put a note, say, hey, dissect the hell out of this movie like you did The Wailing. And and we will. Or you can say, hey, just fucking roll with it and have fun. We could do that, too. But it depends on the movie, too. I mean, some movies are real serious and some are just fucking, you know, mindless fun. So, but if you want to get involved, please... Uh, get on this Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com slash exploding heads. If you would like to email us or send us a voicemail, uh, exploding heads horror podcast at gmail.com, or we have a new phone number, a new one because uh, Google fucked us over and freaking, I don't know, I guess you got to change it every year or something. I don't know. So our new number is 702. 702- Three eight nine six four seven two, seven zero two three eight nine six four seven two. Put it in your phone. Give us a call. Send us an email. Get on the Patreon if you want to. Um, and horrorpack.com/go/explodingheads to get three dollars off your first horror pack, which is four movies, and it's a good price. And yeah, check them out. And that's us. That is episode forty-six. Over with. Thank you, thank you, everybody, for you know picking the movies for us and, and coming on and everything else. It was a great, another long show. Our next show is, I'm going to go on record and say it's going to be shorter, even though we're covering six fucking movies. Well, as long as one of them's not it, it'll be shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next week, Dave, dissertation on it. <laughs> I, got, I got more, don't get me going. Uh, <laughs> but next week, we are going to do our first full franchise show 
We are doing the Paranormal Woo! Activity <laughs> franchise. I don't know if any podcast has done it. We're sitting down. We're doing all six movies. We're going to dissect. We're going to talk. We're going to get into it because I love that series. And you know what? Even the Mark ones? To talk. The Mark ones is one of the better. Yeah. Just want to throw that one out there. We'll see. I can't wait to see what you guys have to say about these. Well, I'm going to watch part six. I'm going to watch part six in 3D. <laughs> you have it? Yeah. That's the best part of it. It's one of the best 3D things. I've already, I've I watched it in 3D already. I loved it. It's, oh, it, nice. It's gimmicky but fun. Yeah. I never saw right. part six. Well, you're going to see them now. We're going to talk about them all next week and or in a couple weeks, and I'm really excited about it. And we're getting closer to episode 50. Yeah, but whatever. One show at a time. Episode 47 is next. Gentlemen, uh, do you have anything you want to say before you go? Thank you, everybody. God bless you. <laughs> there you go. Yep, thank you. Thanks to all the patrons. Uh, the show was for you guys and for everyone else. And Christian, you weird motherfucker. You. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Fear. <laughs> that was the last thing Pennywise said <laughs> which people questioned on that movie and they don't understand why but uh, let me stop talking about it peace out, love you, see you guys later you say, you see